We're minutes away from the kickoff of today's game, and it's time now for the Cover 3 Financial Lions pregame show. A look at the upcoming contest and interviews, and now the Cover 3 Financial Mount St. Joseph Lions pregame show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Defiance, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Chris Morris. And this afternoon, we have got college football action for you today on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It is an absolute cloudy day here in Defiance, Ohio, as the sun is peeking through the clouds every once in a while. Windy temperatures here, about 55 degrees. But this one is going to be one of those games that is a trap game for Mount St. Joseph University. They need this one to stay in lockstep with Rose Hallman in first place in the Heartland Conference. Should be a good one. Mount St. Joseph 4-2 overall, 3-0 and tied for first place in the Heartland, while Defiance comes in winless under their interim head coach, Ernest Wilson. They are 0-6 and 0-3 on the year. And Chris, as we bring you in, this one is the epitome and the definition of a trap game for the Lions. I agree, Dave. You had a three-hour bus ride. Chilly afternoon here in Defiance, and uh, Defiance is 0-6, 0-3 in the year, and and uh, as you mentioned, it is a trap game, but it's a very important game for the Lions to take care of business in in way to compete for that HCAC championship. Well, the Jackets have lost six in a row. They have been shut out in their last two ball games. The Lions shut out Manchester last week at home, 28 to nothing. The defense held the Spartans to just 100 yards of total offense. The Lions had seven sacks in the game, two interceptions. Two fumble recoveries, one for a touchdown, and it was just a dominant performance. Defensively was outstanding last weekend for us in a way that they made the game easier for the offense. And by saying that is they gave the offense short fields all day long. The offense was able to take advantage of that in the 28 nothing win. Chris, we talked with uh, Tyler Hopperton. That will be coming up a little bit later on in the pregame show. But last week was an ugly game, and that's exactly how Manchester wants to play. got to be able to win those type of games sometimes, you know. Not every Saturday you're going to come out rocking and rolling offensively. 400 yards total offense or scoring a bunch of points, but uh, you got to be able to win those kind of dogfight games. Manchester is a team that is going to have that gritty attitude. They showed that last week, and the Mount was able to still come away with the win, so you still got to be happy with the performance, even though it wasn't a great overall performance. And here's an interesting note from last week. The last time the Lions shut out an opponent prior to the Manchester game last week was right here in Defiance. Back on October 20th, 2018, and that was a 20 to nothing game. And that game, I remember, was just about as ugly as last week's against Manchester. It was a windy day here, kind of off and on rainy, and the Lions managed to blank the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, we're hoping for another uh, big defensive day for us. Uh, you know, Defiance offensively not coming in, showing up big numbers. So do expect our defense to play at a high level today and to expect our offense to, to have a pretty good performance as well. John Finn last week, what an outstanding game he had. He registered 13 tackles in the game. Declan Brophy was phenomenal. He finished with 10 total tackles, one for a loss and a sack and a half. Anthony Wright again continued his just outstanding play. He had nine tackles and a sack. And additionally, the combination of Noah Abel and Austin Price accounted for one interception piece. And Devin Donenworth even had a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and we talked to him yesterday. Devin Donenworth joining us here on the pregame show this afternoon at Defiance. Devin, first of all, take us back to the fumble recovery touchdown last week. I know that's got to be the highlight of your season so far, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... We just went on for a pump block. Um, 
you know, how we set up all practice. Um, blissed the gap, saw there was a, a bobbled snap and it was on the ground and then he kicked it. Luckily he didn't really kick it anywhere. So I was able to scoop it and score. Is that the first touchdown you've ever had or did you have some in high school? No, nah, I had quite a bit in high school. So I was a return man in high school and, you know. Okay. Okay. Talk a little bit about how this defense has improved from the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, a lot of penalties, a lot of things that were happening on defense, but during the last three or four games, you guys have just steadily improved. What's been the key to that? Um, so obviously at the beginning of the year, we had a couple guys out. Uh, getting those, you know, those pieces back helped a lot. Um, starting from up front to DBs, um, to the board. So getting those help back helped. And then the penalties, you know, it's a football game, you know, you play with emotion, stuff happens. Um, but, you know, just at the end of the day, we gotta realize that we're only hurting ourselves and, you know, you gotta play the next play harder than, you know, we played the last. Are you feeling a lot more comfortable back there now? Absolutely. Um, so as the years progressed on, I've gotten my confidence, um, you know, starting to learn the defense, like the back of my hand, so I can go out there and make the calls and play 100%. Devin, when you walk up to the line of scrimmage and you look things over on the offense, what is, what's the first thing that you're looking at? Um, just the demeanor. Um, you can tell a lot by how the quarterback acts, um, where he's looking, what adjustments he's making. Uh, walking up to a line as a safety, he doesn't know what you're doing. You know, you can just throw him off. He doesn't know how to read the defense. How's the week of practice been for you guys? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, playing with intensity no matter who our opponent is. Um, practicing, you know, um, making sure, we, you know, we're doing everything we need to do and preparing for our opponent. You know, you've got two teams now, Manchester, boy, they, that was an ugly game last week and they played really hard. Defiance is the same way, so you kind of got back-to-back opponents now. Um, yeah, so we're just next team up. Um, you know, our, our, our past is the history. Uh, we don't look at that too much anymore. It's def- uh, Defiance this week, so we're looking to be 1-0. What do you like better, having a fumble recovery for a touchdown or an interception? <laughs> interception. So hopefully I can get an interception for a touchdown this year at some point. Sounds good. What are you studying now? Uh, finance is my major. I'll be looking you up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Devin. Devin Donaworth, our guest here at halftime. Chris, three interceptions for Double D, and he's been outstanding for the Lions in that secondary. He needs to continue that through the rest of the year. He's been really good. He's been flying over the foot, all over the field. He's been a leader out there. He's been making big plays all year long, and uh, he'll continue to do so. He's a good kid, good hard player, and uh, like I said, this defense continues to get better and better each week. Tyler Prather is going to get his third consecutive start at quarterback. The prognosis on Josh Taylor is. They're hoping for the Hanover game, but that is all according to the doctors. We saw him warming up before today's game. He's not in uniform, but he looked pretty good out there on that knee brace. Yeah, he's just getting a small workout in this morning and uh, using his time wisely. He's obviously been really good on the sideline, staying in that leadership role and uh, staying involved and engaged, and uh, he'll be ready to go when it's time's called. Prather needs to improve on his performance from last week. Maybe not as good as he was the week before against Bluffton, but I'll tell you one thing, or against Franklin, excuse me, but against Manchester, he needs to improve upon that performance. He will. I think he will. I mean, again, last week was that ugly performance, but those come and go as the season goes. Um, I think he'll be up for the challenge today against a, a defiance defense that's given up about 40 points a game. So, I mean, this is a good bounce-back game for Prather to get comfortable and get rocking and rolling towards the end of the season. Chris, defiance has been shut out their last two games in a row and 11 of the last 12 quarters that they played. Matter of fact, the 
last time they scored was in the fourth quarter of the Rose-Hulman game on October 2nd. They've lost eight straight coming into this one. They haven't won since they beat Anderson on April 3rd, 42-19. to And they've been through four quarterbacks so far this year. They came in starting Cole Recker, who we saw play a couple of years ago. But he's injured. So today we're going to see junior Jordan Ambrose, who's completing just 44% of his passes. Yeah, you mentioned their offensive numbers aren't going to stand out to you. There's nothing eye-popping out on this offense. Uh, obviously only averaging about eight points a game, only four points a game in conference. Now, they're dead last offensively in the conference. Um, so, I mean, again, this is an opportunity for our defense to stay sound, work on technique, make some plays. And this is a game that you got to take care of stuff early in the first and second quarter. You can't let a team like Defiance stick around to the third and fourth quarter. And here's an interesting note. Defiance's starting running back, Tayshawn Freeman, will not be playing today. He is by far the biggest running back in the conference. They've got him listed at 6 feet, 255 pounds. He's a lot bigger than 255 pounds, but he will not be playing today. They'll be going with sophomore Antoine Dennis at the running back. Yeah, I mean, they've been hit with injury bugs all year long. The quarterback's out. Now you got a running back out, and uh, those are two key pieces in this offense, so maybe those are some of the factors of the offense maybe not playing up to par at this point, but uh, again, if you're the Lions, you got to take advantage of some of their star players being out. Defensively, we've got to look out for that junior inside linebacker Tom Coltrane, Chris. He's their leader on defense. 57 total tackles, three and a half sacks, and leading them with two interceptions in the backfield is Jaquay John Vier. Yeah, their defense has had made some plays for them over the season. Obviously, giving up 45 points a game is not eye-popping as well on that end of the seat on the uh, spectrum either. But they've got some playmakers on both sides of the ball, and they're going to come out. We've seen them out here in warm-ups today. They're dancing around. They're coming out with a lot of energy. Their coach brings a lot of energy, and, uh, and they'll be ready to go on this Saturday. These teams played in the spring the last time, March 27th of this year. The Lions came away with a 41-22 victory against Defiance. The offense for the Lions threw the ball for 395 yards, four touchdowns, while gaining 111 yards on the ground. Austin Brock had seven catches in the game for 106 yards and a touchdown. The Lions have won nine straight against the Yellow Jackets. Defiance last one on October 8, 2011. And the Mount here in Defiance in northwest Ohio, they are 4-2. and two. Ernest Wilson is the interim head coach of Defiance. He took over the job in late August after a surprise promotion. He is 0-6 in his career as head coach here at Defiance, 0-3 in the Heartland. And he spent the last three seasons serving as an associate head coach here with the Yellow Jackets and what they term the Superbacks coach, which is also the running backs coach. He calls the plays on offense, and their defensive coordinator is Quentin Jones. Mount St. Joseph coached in the fifth year by Tyler Hopperton. He's got 30 wins, picked that up last week in the 28-0 win over Manchester against 12 career defeats, and he is 25-7 in the Heartland Conference. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. When we come back, we'll be talking with head coach Tyler Hopperton and preview what's happening around the conference after this timeout. 100% financing is back. If you're looking to purchase your first home or need a bigger home, contact Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. We can finance 100% if you have a credit score of 580 or above. Cover 3 has tailored finance packages that can guide you into home ownership. We'll work with you from the initial application process through closing and make sure you get the white glove treatment. Achieve your dream of home ownership. Call today at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. 
at 312-248-4366. Make your dreams come true. Changing lives is what great teachers do. Mount St. Joseph University's reading science program that uses highly effective research-based methods improved my students' lives and helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. Back here in Defiance, I'm Dave Mitchell alongside Chris Morris. As we are about 18 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ball game, when you take a look at this one, Chris, this one, we talked about it being a trap game. The Lions really need to take control of this game right off the bat. Yeah, take control of the game early in the first and second quarter um, and try to play a clean football game. And yeah. what I mean by that is limit the turnovers, limit the penalties, correct correct our mistakes. You know, you've had uh, several games underneath your belt here now, so what are you seeing on film that we need to fix? And uh, obviously, this is still a conference game. you still got to come out here. you got to compete. Defiance isn't going to lay down here. They're going to compete. And uh, it's going to be a dogfight. But if you take care of business, maybe in the first and second quarter, in the second half, it may be a little bit easier said than done. Another game that we're going to be keeping a close eye on this afternoon, the Mount St. Joseph Lions women's volleyball team playing a very important game, not only today here in Defiance, which is going to be going on at the same time that this one is, but also coming up on Wednesday night uh, when they've got a game. It's going to be a blue out at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night at the Harrington Center. Yeah, William, we've talked about them several times throughout the year. Women's volleyball, they're tied for first right now in the conference at 5-1. and one. Earlham's 5-1, and one, and so is Transylvania. The women's volleyball will play up here at Defiance here in a little while, and uh, they will host Transy at home Wednesday night in a big game to maybe decide the conference championship. So uh, we're getting down to the last few weeks of the regular season in the women's volleyball, and uh, a lot of exciting things going on. Chris, if you can, Cincinnati right now is playing at Navy, Cincinnati, the number two team in the country in college football. And if you've got a score on that. Yeah, the score right now is 10-7 to 7 Navy with about five minutes to go in the second quarter. Tonight, Ohio State, number five in the country, is playing at Indiana this afternoon. Wisconsin is a 25th-ranked Purdue. Boy, when was the last time you could say the Boilermakers were ranked in the top 25, at least 10 years ago? Oklahoma State is at Iowa State. That should be an entertaining football game. That game gets underway at 3.30. Also at 3.30, LSU at 12th-ranked Ole Miss. Clemson is at 23rd-ranked Pittsburgh, and Oregon will be at UCLA later on this afternoon. Last week in the Heartland Conference, Rose defeated Anderson 62-7. to It was Hanover shutting out Defiance 51-0, and Franklin beat Bluffton 45-6. We told you the Mount won 28-0 over Manchester. So the Heartland Conference standings heading into this afternoon's games, Mount and Rose are at the top of the standings with 3-0 records. Then comes Hanover and Manchester at 2-1. Franklin and Bluffton are at 1-2, and and then holding up the bottom of the conference are Anderson and Defiance at 0-3. And, and today, the game that we're going to be keeping a close eye on, Chris, is Hanover at Bluffton. Yeah, it's a big one for Hanover to stay in the mix. Obviously, the Mountain Rose are both 3-0 in conference. And for, for Hanover to stay in the mix, we obviously have them November the 6th in uh, Delhi, So they're going to want to keep just that one loss in conference to stay in the mix. And another game that's going to be important is Rose at Manchester. Yeah, Rose, again, they're obviously coming in 3-0 and as well. So they're all competing. We're getting down to three or four weeks left in the season. The Mount, Rose, and Hanover are all battling. And uh, Manchester's still in the mix at 2-1, and so that's a big game for them as well. Anderson comes to the Mount next week to play at Schuler Field. They've been having troubles offensively over the past few weeks. At one point, just a couple of weeks ago, they had only scored 22 points in three ball games. 
just struggling offensively. And uh, like I said, we'll take a little bit more diver deep into them next week when we get prepared for them. But as you could tell, both Anderson and Defiance, 0-3 in conference, 0-6 overall, and uh, just really struggling offensively to get some points on the board. When you look at the Lions' schedule coming up throughout the rest of the year, they've really got a favorable schedule. The next two weeks are going to be at home. Next week against Anderson, that's a 1.30 kickoff. And then November 6th, as you said, Hanover, again a 1.30 kickoff from Schuler Field. And then that final game that is looming ever so larger as we go along the season at Rose Holman in Terre Haute on November 13th, a 1.30 kickoff. And that one is one that we are keeping a very close eye on. Matter of fact, I asked Tyler Hopperton about that if he was actually talking to the team about it, and he said, nope, I'm going to leave that to you and Chris. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you don't want to look too far ahead. Obviously, uh, as a coach, you're, you're looking at one play, win each play, win each, win, each, win each rip, and go week by week. Like I said, today you want to go 1-0 against Defiance, uh, celebrate the win tonight, hopefully get back to work on Monday and worry about Anderson. But me and you can speculate a little bit later on down the road. Yep. Obviously, if you take care of business today, you take care of business against Anderson. Those last two games of the season, at home against Hanover and on the road at Rose, ultimately will decide the conference championship. Not a bad crowd here in Defiance as the sun now is peeking out from behind a large, what looks to be a thundercloud up there, but we're not expecting any rain here this afternoon, thank heavens. As I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris, when we come back, we'll talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton after these timeouts. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. As we are back here at Defiance College at Yellow Jacket Stadium, the Yellow Jackets are 0-6 on the year. They're 0-3 overall. They are 0-3 here at home on the season, and they're also 0-3 on the road under first-year interim head coach Ernest Wilson, who's also got that 0-6 and 0-3 record. The Yellow Jackets are a very physical ball club, Chris. We've looked at their two deeps, and when you look at their left and right guards and their centers, they are all over 330 pounds. They are huge up front. They have size, they're physical, and they do have playmakers. I mean, I know their record, you're sitting here looking and you're looking at them on paper and they just don't do anything very well on paper, but they're still physical, they're still a big football team, and they can still come out and maybe compete and make this a ball game. And I fully expect them to come out and compete, no doubt. Yeah, they're ready to go here this afternoon as they are really hepped up for this ball game, but they're averaging only just over 200 yards in total offense per game, 72 on the ground, 136 yards through the air. Defensively, they give up just short of 400 yards per game, and that includes 190 on the ground, 209 through the air. They are last in the conference in offense and next to last in total defense, and they have given up 22 sacks on the season. But when you look at their receivers, they really depend upon Amit Shahid, who has caught 19 passes this year for 260 yards and a couple of TDs, and Jelani Hall, number four to number 16, who has caught 14 passes for 141 yards on the year. But they're going with their third quarterback of the year in Jordan Ambrose. And we talked about him completing just 44% of his passes. He's got two touchdowns 
throwing and three interceptions. Yeah, if you're looking from the mount standpoint of what bluff or sorry, with what Defiance has offensively, definitely want to get pressure on the quarterback. And uh, you obviously know that their starting running back is going to be out. So they may try to put the ball in the air a little bit more today. Obviously, they are still going to have to keep that ground game to keep it a balanced attack. But if you're the defensive line of the Lions, expect a big day. Last time the Lions had two shutouts in one season was in 2007. That year they had three. They won the conference, went to the playoffs. As far as we know, they have never shut out two opponents in one season. And the defense was at high level last week. We talked with head coach Tyler Hopperton about that earlier. Hop, before today's game with Defiance, last week was probably about the ugliest game I think I've seen in quite a while. Did it look the same on the sidelines as it did from up in the booth? Yeah, I mean, it definitely definitely was a unique game. And I, I would define it as ugly, but it was mostly ugly on one side. You know, as a defensive coach, I'm happy for the shutout. It's only our second shutout since 2013, I think. So, you know, ultimately it was, it was good to see that, and ultimately I'll take a 28-0 win even if it's ugly. They're a tough team to play, aren't they, Manchester? Yeah, they are. They do a nice job of controlling the game. You know, they they knew they were going to struggle passing a little bit, but they try to shrink the clock and run the ball and, you know, try to control those minutes so they can't get out of hand and give themselves a chance, and that's why they've been able to, you know, have a couple conference wins. When you get down to the end like you did and the shutout is on the line, with a goal line stand. I mean, you had to be happy with the way the defense responded to that. Oh, for sure. And especially with the penalty down there and, um, you know, first and goal on the half-yard line, basically, and to see the defense. And they were mad, you know, because we shouldn't have been down there to begin with. But um, I think it just definitely showed you not only last week how our defense was playing, but just how their confidence continues to grow. Talk a little bit about how this team has improved from game one to now. Where have they improved the most, and how happy are you about it? I think – you know, the thing we've really been hammering is just one play at a time. And it does seem like some plays are affecting us less and less. Um, you know, it, and ultimately, you know, we, we took a couple of step backwards in the offense, but at the same time, I thought the guys handled themselves well in terms of still going out there and trying to execute and get it done, you know, kind of each play, um, even if things weren't going their way. Um, and ultimately, I think that's kind of what we're doing best right now. You know, Prather didn't have as a good a performance as he did the week before, but he did the same thing as the rest of the team did. They found ways to come up with plays to win the game. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, we were fortunate enough to, to have a good punt return and a fumble recovery on the 10-yard line and put points that way. And, you know, our best drive was one that ended in a um, turnover. Um, but like you said, I mean, well, I tried to explain to them, do we need to play better on offense? Yes. Um, however, and, and in a lot of other – we didn't play perfect anywhere. But ultimately, we still won a game 28 nothing. You know, we found ways to win, and like you said, I mean, ultimately we found ways to just get the job done. All right, now you've got Defiance, and we talked a little bit off tape about how big they are in the middle of their offensive line. They're another physical ball club that's coming in, and they're looking for a win. Yeah, very very physical, and like you said, very big. Um, athletic on the outside as well, and, you know, the back end of, of uh, the defense. So very athletic, very big, very physical. Freeman, the running back, he's got to be a – I mean, he is a load, but he's got to be tough to tackle. Oh, for sure. I mean, ask our guys what we've been hammering home all week is, um, you know, guys see an 0-6 record, and all I mean, Coach Thompson been hammering is, hey, this guy's best college performance was against the Mount St. Joe Lions last year. That's all I can tell you. His The best he's ever played in college is against us. And, uh, you know, kind of our, our big thing has been 
you know, big teams running the ball against us, we struggled a little bit. So it's time to own up to that. Is it harder to tackle him later in the game? Do you defensively do you get tired of getting beat on by him like you would the offensive line? Um, you could argue he doesn't technically get any heavier throughout the game, but you know, I, I, I think he, because uh, you could say that about carrying the ball, the football, right? The ball yeah. doesn't get any lighter, and I don't think he does either. But um, it, <laughs> you definitely get tired. You definitely get tired of, of putting your shoulders in your head and all that kind of stuff. We definitely worked on some stuff. I mean, he's a good running back, and I know you know Coach Thompson and I in our, in our mindset. You know, um, I like big running backs like that. I think it's classic football. Um, I like that he totes the rock a little bit, and um, our, our defense is definitely going to have a tough time with him today. What has been their situation with quarterback? They've gone four deep at that position. Yeah, they, they've they've played four or five guys at that spot, and another team that's just been trying to find the right guy. Some of it's injury, um, some of it too is just finding that right guy. And, and sometimes too, if you have a couple guys playing at a similar spot, sometimes one's having a good day and and, and one isn't. Um, their systems don't don't change a ton um, when guys are in. Some guys are better at some things than others, um, but we're definitely anticipating seeing a couple guys tomorrow. How dangerous are they? Um, I mean, there, there's definitely good athletes and you just, if you can't contain them, they get a big play, whether on special teams or on offense. I mean, you know, if we let them hang around, they're definitely athletic enough to make some big plays and, and you know, they're always one play away from the end zone. Hop, I, I'm going to hesitate to ask this, but I'm going to go ahead. You've got four games left. You've got the conference title right there at your, right there. Do you think about that? Do you talk about that with the team at all? No. No, I, I tried to, you know, a couple of years ago, fall 2019, we were six and oh, you get some big wins and people think you've accomplished, accomplished something, you know, I'll, I'll let you know what our stats are and what we accomplished. And, and, you know, if we have any kind of title, I'll let you know what that is in the middle of November. Uh, right now I'm worried about defiance, big old running back, big offensive lines some <laughs> dangerous guys, you know, a defense that's playing pretty well for them against our offenses struggling. You know, as I mentioned before, we're getting better at thinking of one play at a time, and that includes who we're playing. It, it doesn't matter when that ball snapped. I don't care who's in front of us. That's you know, we got to beat the team we played this week. Um, fortunate enough to be in a situation like that that people can talk about it. That's what you're here for. You're, I'll let you think about it and talk about it. I won't, and I won't let these guys think about it either. Good luck today. Thank you. 100% financing is back. If you're looking to purchase your first home or need a bigger home, contact Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. We can finance 100% if you have a credit score of 580 or above. Cover 3 has tailored finance packages that can guide you into home ownership. We'll work with you from the initial application process through closing and make sure you get the white glove treatment. Achieve your dream of home ownership. Call today at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network at 312-248-4366. Make your dreams come true. I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how could I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's Organizational Leadership Program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol.
St. Joseph getting ready to take on the Defiance Yellow Jackets here this afternoon. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Kickoff is coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Cover 3 Financial Mount St. Joseph Lions pregame show, a comprehensive look at the upcoming Lions game. Mount St. Joseph University College football is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When I needed to renew my teaching license, Mount St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The Mount helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University College Football. He's going to keep it around the right-hand side to midfield. Breaks it into the clear to the 40, 35, 30, 20, 15. Cuts back to the middle, to the 10, to the 5, and he's into the end zone for the score. This game on UltimateSportsTalk.com is being brought to you by Barbarian Apparel in Cincinnati. Contact them at BarbarianCustomers at gmail.com. The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Call Nicole for a party at 513-834-8607. Iron sharpens iron. Call at 513-383-9773. The Mount St. Joseph University. Cover 3 Investor Financing. Call 513-970-5531. The Roar Store on the Mount St. Joseph campus. LIT Wellness Solutions. Call us at 513-659-3017. Dr. Libby Spies. Call for an appointment at 513-246-8900. Official Investigators and Security Services. Call now at 844-263-3424. Mount St. Joseph University Sports is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the field for this Lions game. It is a cloudy but gorgeous day for football here from Defiance, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Good afternoon, everyone. Good to have you along on UltimateSportsTalk.com as the Mount St. Joseph Lions are on the road today in northwest Ohio taking on the Yellow Jackets. The Lions are 4-2 and overall. They're 3-0 and in conference play. While Defiance comes in winless, 0-6 and 0-3 in the conference, and they have been shut out twice. Lions won the, co- the toss, and they have deferred to the second half. So Kyle Farfsing will kick it off. Lions will be adorned this afternoon in their all-blue uniforms with white numerals, gold trim, white helmets. Defiance in their white uniforms with gold pants, purple numerals, gold trim, and their purple helmets. Mount St. Joseph will be going from left to right across your computer screen. We are set to get this one underway here this afternoon. Deontay Fowler and Mike Martin are in the backfield getting set to get this kickoff. And the kickoff is taken in by Defiance, one of the upbacks. And they'll take it down to the 23-yard line. That was taken in by Jordan Ambrose, the quarterback. And it will now be Defiance's football from the 22-yard line. 
And already we have a change of quarterback. It's going to be Isaiah Watts will be the quarterback this afternoon for Defiance. He's going to start. Watts, a 6'3 junior, 170-pounder. 10 of 22 through the air, one interception on the season. No touchdown passes. And he has got Dennis in the backfield, and the handoff goes to Dennis right up the middle, and he takes it out to the 33-yard line. And excuse me, that was Gashawn Moody. Moody started at running back. 5'11 sophomore, 170-pounder out of Philly, the hometown of Rocky. And that's what Defiance hopes to do here today. Make it very, very rocky for the Lions here this afternoon. Four-yard gain by Moody. Moody to the left of Watts in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff. And Moody, Watts is going to keep it right up the middle. And he takes it across to the 30-yard line. Gain of a couple on the play. And that will bring up third down and call it five yards to go. Dom Fannin, Eric Moultrie, Ken Blackman, Brandon Durkee, and Andre Allman across that front line. Jelani Hall, Ethan Goss, Amin Sheed, and Mike Martin are their wide receivers. In the backfield is Moody, along with his backup quarterback, Watts. Watts takes the snap, intercepted out on the left-hand side by Anthony Wright. Wright struggles forward from the 35 down to the 30, and he'll be taken down at the 29-yard line, and the Lions... With the first turnover of the ball game, take it over in the Defiance territory at the 29. Dave, we talked about it in the pregame. Makes big plays early. The defense steps up big. Anthony Wright with a big interception to start us off. Wright, that's his first interception of the season. But as we said in the pregame, Chris, he has been outstanding this year. He's been really good at that linebacker position, and he starts his day off in a great spot with the interception. Ayler, Brock the birthday boy. Yesterday was Austin Brock's birthday. And Kinhall go out wide to the right. Moving in motion to the near side, Joey Newton out of an empty backfield. Prather's going to throw it to Newton on the right side, and he's going to be upended right away at the 30-yard line by Marcel Maxwell, the strong safety, who's one of the leading tacklers for Defiance with 33 on the year. Nice play by Maxwell coming downfield. They were trying to get Newton out on a swing pass in the open space, and Maxwell comes up and makes a nice stop for Defiance. Ken Halden Brock out to the right-hand side. Out wide left, Joey Newton. Tight end left is Hayden Bell off the line. Mariano McKenzie back into the ball game now on second down and a long 10. Fake handoff. Prather's going to throw it deep up the field to Newton. It's knocked away and incomplete. Good defense out there on the left-hand side by Malcolm McNeil. And it'll bring up third down and about 11 yards to go, which is funny. Because the the down stick moved about a yard further back than it was the last on an incomplete pass on the last play. But nonetheless, it'll be third down. Now they're calling it 11 back at the 30-yard line. Dropping back, Prather rolls out to the left, throws it out into the flat, incomplete, through the hands of Joey Newton. And the Lions will have a fourth down decision to make here. Kind of in that in-between area right here, Dave. Looks like the offense is going to stay out on the field and in a really good spot here for Defiance defense to hold this offense and get off the field. After that interception by Anthony Wright, Lions now will try to convert here early in the first quarter. We've only played a minute and 57 seconds. So far, the Lions have tried to take a deep shot to Joey Newton. Incomplete pass there under through Joey Newton, and that brings up a fourth and 11. Lions are four of five this year in fourth down situations for 80%. 
Fourth and 11, Prather's going to run the option to the left. Kicks it out to Mariano McKenzie, and that'll go nowhere. He'll be struggled down, tackled, brought down at the 30-yard line. Nice job by the defiance defense. Just contained, as you said, it was an option play between Prather and Mariano McKenzie, and defiance gets off the field, and this sideline is jumping for defiance early in this game. Well, you did not need to give defiance any momentum early in this ball game, and what momentum you took from them on the interception, now you've given right back to them. I agree, Dave. And, uh, you know, you just offensively, you just hope for a better start to the game right there, especially after the interception. But the Lions defense is back out on the field, basically right where they started at the 30-yard line. Watts with Moody off to the right of him at quarterback. And he'll hand off to Moody right up the middle. He's going to be hit by Finn and drop right there. Julius Fisher with the initial hit, and Finn mopped him up. Haven't seen Defiance put the ball in the air yet outside of the pass to Anthony right on the interception. They're really trying to get the ground game going early. 12.40 and running. Each team has had a possession here in the first quarter. Second down, 10 yards to go. No gain on the play. Into the ball game now. Coming in at running back is Makari Biggums. Biggums a junior, 5'9", 165 pounds. He is usually a wide receiver, but they've got him in in the backfield since... To Sean Freeman, their leading rusher, is not playing today. Hand off to Biggums around the left side. He's going to cut it back Fumble. behind the left tackle. Fumble. Fumble the football. Ball loose on the field, and it'll be grabbed by one of those big uglies on the field, Dom Fannin, who jumped on the fumble back at the 25. Boy, Defiance catches a break right there. That ball popped out. He was carrying it. looks like a helmet hit the football and popped it out. As you mentioned, Dave, Defiance was able to land on the football back at the 25 and brings up a third and long. Well, Defiance already has one turnover in this game, an interception. They almost had a second right there. Ball back at the 25-yard line, brings up third down and 15 yards to go. First obvious passing situation for Watts, the junior quarterback. Watts looking over. He's got Biggums beside him. Looks up, throws it over to the left-hand side, and it is incomplete over the head of Mike Martin on the left-hand side. Fourth down, 15 yards to go. And that should bring in... Kaysen Markovich to punt the football away as the offense for Defiance comes off the field and the punting unit will come on. Good start to the ball game for the Lions defense. Uh, Anthony Wright interception, a three and out after the offense was unable to move the football really on their first possession. Hunley back to return. Hopefully he can give us a big spark here and, and get this Lions offense going. Zakeem Hunley back to return as Chris said. Troy Speakman not here today. Eleven and a half minutes to go in the first half, first quarter of action. And Markovitz gets the punt off, and it's a good high kick that Cunley will take in at his 45. Struggle forward, and he'll get hit at the 48-yard line. And that's where the Lions will take it over with 11.23 left to go in the first quarter. No score here from Defiance. Good coverage right there by Defiance's punt team. Hunley was able to catch it, maybe get three or four yards, but really good field position for this Lions offense starting right about the 49-yard line. First and ten from Mount St. Joseph, their second possession. Prather in a quarterback. Hayden Bell tight end left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Newton, the lone receiver out on the far side of the field. Lions going from left to right. Handoff up the middle to Mariano McKenzie, and he'll push forward across midfield and get... Put down at about the 49-yard line. Defiance pushed him all the way back to about the 42, and no call. No, I'm telling you, this uh, Defiance team is just urging with confidence right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball early in this ball game. Lions have Newton and Brock that go out wide to the left-hand side. 
Kinholt comes out wide to the near side. Tight end left is Powell. Or, excuse me, tight end right is Powell. Off the right tackle and dropping back Prather. Throws over the middle, incomplete. Overthrew Kinholt on a crossing pattern at about the 40-yard line. Third down. Those RPO plays were took it out of the belly of McKenzie and was trying to find Ken Hall across the middle, as you mentioned, Dave, and just overthrew him. And once again, early on in this ball game, we're seeing Prather not really being accurate with his throws. Third down, call it eight yards to go. Lions need to get into Defiance territory at the, about the 41-yard line. They've got it at the 49 right now. McKenzie to the left, and the side judge is going to blow his whistle, and it'll be a timeout taken by Defiance. So we'll take one also. 10.41 left to go in the first quarter of play. It is Mount St. Joseph, nothing Defiance, nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Are you ready to focus on your health and well-being? Are you ready to create a culture where the values of health and wholeness are promoted and practiced? I'm Tanya Fosnock-Jala, proud MSJ alum and the founder of LIT Wellness Solutions, My years of experience as a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist have taught me that lasting health transformation requires focusing on all dimensions of well-being and not just physical health. Check us out at LITWellnessSolutions.com to learn more about how you can begin creating a culture of wellness for yourself, your family, and your business. Chris, Defiance using their first time out of the ballgame. They'll have two left here in the first half. They just did not like what they saw and the alignment that the mounts had. Talked about the uh, defensive line. They've been able to stop the run here for the Lions early. And then, as you said, uh, just the defense has just been kind of flying all over the field, if you want to say. Early on, uh, Prather's missed a couple throws across the middle, a deep route down on the far side of the field, and that brings up a big third and eight. Defiance plays a 3-4 defense. They bring the linebacker up to rush also. Prather on third and eight, drops back, throws the ball deep up the field, and it's going to be intercepted by Deshaun Palmer. Palmer at the 25-30, 35-40, cuts to the near side. Side skips a tackler, and it's going to be dropped at about the 43-yard line. Flag down on the play near the line of scrimmage. Palmer with the interception, as you mentioned, the free safety number seven for Defiance. He was playing over the top, and Prather tried to take another shot downfield, and Palmer was able to come over two-man in coverage and was able to make the big interception for Defiance. Lions have already brought their defense out onto the field, so obviously you would think this penalty is going to be against the mount, or it could be a block in the back after the interception. So we will wait and see what the call will be. During the return, personal foul, blind side block on the return to one. That's 15 yards from the end of the So row. it'll be a blind side block by Defiance, and that will knock them back from the 43. It's a spot foul situation, so that'll be a 15 yarder and take them back to their own 29 yard line where they'll start first and 10. Gashawn Moody is back at the running back position. Taking the place of Deshaun Freeman here this afternoon. And into the contest now is who we thought was going to start a quarterback, Ambrose. And it's handed off up the middle to Moody. And Moody's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and dropped right away by Jack Tucker. Yeah, the entire defense line got a really good push right there and was able to drop him for a game of about two-yard loss. Noah Hammond was in on that hit also. Second down, loss of two, so it's second down and 12 yards to go. 
Jordan Ambrose. We thought he would be the starter, but he's come in in relief of Watts. 6'2", 210-pound junior, 21 of six, 27 of 61 this year, three interceptions, two touchdowns. And fake handoff. Ambrose is going to throw the ball deep up the field, and it is going to be incomplete to the intended receiver, their leading receiver, Amon Shahid, and he just threw it about a yard too far. Yeah, it looks like it knocked off the hands of Shahid. They try to take a deep route on the far side of the field, and not a terrible ball by the quarterback. It put it out only where his receiver could catch it, hit off the fingertips, and that will bring up third and 12. So both teams early trying to take shots downfield. Declan Brophy, who is the defensive player of the week, into the ball game now for the Lions at that left defensive end position. They also have Hammond along that front line and Jack Tucker. And Bo Cooney dropping back is Jordan. Heavy rush. He's going to be hit as he throws, and it is complete to Moody at the 25-yard line, and he'll push forward out near the 29, the original line of scrimmage. Gain of about two on that screen pass, but he'll be 10 yards shy of a first down, and it's punting time again. Lions defense did a good job of calling out that screen pass, and Fisher and the defensive line was right there to make the tackle, and again, Defiance will punt, and a similar start to this week's game as last week, Dave. Hunley back at about his own 35-yard line to return this one. Markovitz, a freshman, six footer, 210 pounds, the punter and also the place kicker. Gets the snap, high spiral kick. Hunley's going to take it in at his 35. Cuts to the near side, to the 40, and then back pedals. Now he's going to cut to the far side. He's got some green to the 50, to the 45 of Defiance, up the far side, 30. And he's going to be run out of bounds at about the 26-yard line. Maybe that's the spark that the Lions needed right there. Sakeem Hunley on the big punt return all the way down. To, into Defiance territory. Maybe that's the play to kind of wake up this Lions offense. That's a 36-yard return for Hunley. Almost back to the original line of scrimmage where Defiance punted it away at the 26-yard line. And that's where the Lions, just outside the red zone, will take over here on this possession. Ayler into the ball game now, out to the far side, handoff up the middle, Mariano McKenzie. He's going to push forward right behind the center, Danny Mabe, across the 30 or 25-yard line, excuse me, to about the 29-yard line for a gain of, call it about two and a half, second down, a long eight. McKenzie now is going to come out of the ball game. Looks like maybe he was favoring his right side a little bit and into the ball game now. For the Lions coming in at running back for the Lions. As we take a look quickly, Shavante McGriff. McGriff. And he came in and made an impact, Dave. He comes in with an eight yard run, first down for the Lions, and uh, lowered his shoulder as soon as he got through the hole and trucked one of the defensive. Uh, backs for defiance and was able to pick up the first first down for the Lions. He gained about 13 on the carry off the left-hand side. McGriff in the backfield again. He earned some playing time last week. Handoff up the middle. McGriff struggles forward. He gets across the 15 and he's going to move it down to the 11. Talked That's about a- McGriff a little bit last week. He runs behind those shoulder pads and he showed it again right there on that run. He was hit back behind the line of scrimmage, bounced off a defender and was able to still pick up five yards for the Lions. McGriff not on the too deep this week, but he's getting some playing time based upon, like Chris said, 
what he did last week against Manchester. First, second down five. McGriff around the left-hand side, inside the ten to the five. Pushes forward. He's going to be run out of bounds near the pylon. It's a first down for the Lions, and he's going to be out at about the one-yard line. Ten yards on the gain, and it's first and goal for the Lions in the red zone. Boy, McGriff's taking a big opportunity here. He's running hard downhill. The freshman, 5'10", 205 from Dayton, Ohio. Boy, he is a big boy behind those pads, as you said. Prather on first and goal from the one. Hand off McGriff right up the middle. He's running right into a pile, and he's going to go nowhere. He'll be stopped near the two-yard line. So loss of maybe about a half yard on the play. Maxwell with the tackle, you think. He just ran into almost the entire 11-man roster on the field of defiance. We've got a man down for defiance. And the man down, you can't tell the number right now. It almost appears to be number 20, Daryl Walker, but we don't know. We're going to take a quick time out here, 6.41 to go. In this first quarter of play, we've got no score from Defiance. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, the man down and injured appears to be Maurice Brewer, one of the defensive linemen, a senior. And he is up, and that is Brewer, and he's going to make his way off the field by himself. But he looks a little rocky as he heads off the field. 6.41 to go in this first period. There is no score. Lions inside the red zone this year. 17 of 20 coming into the ball game with 15 touchdowns on the year. That's an 85% success rate. McGriff out of the ballgame. Lions going with four receivers in the spread formation. Now Prather's going to come up and get under center. Drops back, throws out to the left-hand side. Complete on the play to Joey Newton in for the touchdown. Nice job by the Lions offense to get in. It was just a little wide receiver screen. Quick ball out from Prather to Newton. Touchdown Lions, and that's what they kind of needed to get the day started, Dave. Newton with his fifth touchdown pass reception of the year. And the Lions now have taken a 6-0 lead with 6.31 left to go in the first period of play. Farfsing will come in to attempt the extra point. He is 17 for 19 this year, puts that one up, and it is good. 6.31 to go in this first quarter. Your score now from Northwest Ohio. It is Mount St. Joseph 7 and Defiance nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. If you're looking for a pediatrician that will take time to listen with genuine concern and compassion, make an appointment with Mount St. Joseph alum, Dr. Libby Spees. Call 513-246-8900. Dr. Spees has been a part of the Cincinnati area all of her life and has experienced a lifelong affinity for working with children and helps them feel comfortable. She gets to know the patient, not just their medical charts, but their interests, hobbies, likes, and dislikes. So become a part of the Spees medical family. Call today for an appointment. Dr. Libby Spees, 513-246-8900. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Yellow Jacket Stadium. Lions have taken a 7-0 lead on defiance after that touchdown catch by 
Joey Newton. Got to credit Shavante McGriff right there on that drive. Dave, he came in big, three or four big rushes for us, picked up a first down, got us down near the goal line. Prather to Newton for the first score of the day for the Lions. Hanover leading 7-0 over Bluffton early in that ball game. And Rose 7-0 up on Manchester. Lions will kick it off. It's going to be a short kickoff. That'll be taken in by one of the upbacks, and they get it back over on the right-hand side. Returning it for Defiance is Makari Biggums, and Biggums takes it across the 30, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 35-yard line. 6.23 left to go in this first quarter of play. No score in the game. Franklin playing this afternoon against Anderson. Anderson will be coming to town next week. And Ambrose is back in a quarterback. Defiance going from right to left. First and ten from their own 35. And the handoff goes to Moody up the middle. Moody across the 35 out to about the 37. Moves forward to the 38 for a gain of three on the play. Boy, when he gets behind those two guards in the center, Moultrie's 385, Blackman the center is 300, and Brandon Durkee is 350 at right guard. All they've got to do is just basically lean on you and fall down, and they can pick up a couple of yards. That's a gain of four. Brings up second down six is what they will give Moody. Dropping back Ambrose on second and six. He's going to throw a flare blast out, and it is complete on the play to Amin Shahid. Shahid in Mount Territory at the 43-yard line. Yeah, nice throw and catch right there to Defiance. He finds his favorite target, Shahid. They were able to pick up the first first down and move the chains, and now they're into Lions territory. 18 yards on the reception. Defiance, first and ten. Ambrose, Fake handoff to Biggums, rolls out to the right, throws over the middle, complete on the play. At the 30-yard line to the 25, struggling forward. He'll go down inside the 20. That's Jelani Hall. Jelani Hall with the catch. And, boy, he got a lot of yards after that catch. 23 yards on the reception and another first down for Defiance. Yeah, Coach Hopper had talked about they have athletes on both sides of the ball, and when he was able to catch that, he got a, several yards after the catch, just get it into the playmaker's hands. Coming in at tight end now is Xavier Seabury, a freshman from Riverdale, Georgia. Ambrose, handoff up the middle to Bigham, spin move inside the 15, and he's going to take it down to about the 12. That's an eight-yard carry, brings up second down and just a couple yards to go for Defiance, and they've found a crease in that defense for the mountain. Yeah, they're trying to go a little bit of up-tempo offense, and Bigham with a nice spin move right there to get away from some of the defensive linemen and pick up an eight-yard gain. 4.42 to go in the first quarter. Lions lead at 7-0. Ambrose with Bigham's off to his right. And... He'll hand it off to Biggums off the left-hand side. He'll take it to the 10 and be stopped right about there. He's going to be close to a first down. They're going to put him inside the 10, and that will give them the first down. So it'll be first and goal after a three-yard game. Gain is enough for a first First and goal near the nine-yard line of the mound. Biggums after the carry is out of the ball game, and Gashawn Moody comes back in. Also checking into the ball game. For Defiance is Michael Martin. Martin, a wide receiver from Nashville, Tennessee. Defiance trying to pick up on that I-75 corridor from 
Tennessee into Georgia like the Mount does. Dropping back Ambrose, looking to his left. Now he's going to cut it up the middle on first down to the five, puts his head down, struggles forward, and he's going to be downed at the one-yard line. Boy, Ambrose took a shot at the end of that play, but he wasn't afraid. He put his head down, was able to pick up some several yards, took a big shot down at the one-yard line, and Defiance is threatening here. And they've got second and goal near the one-yard line. Ambrose looking things over. Defiance trying to score for the first time in three weeks. Ambrose is going to keep it right behind the center. He's going to take it in for the score. And Defiance is pulled within one point at 7-6. to six. That was a really nice drive by the Yellow Jackets. It really was by Defiance. They mixed it up. Good balance between the run and pass. Obviously had a big gain on the passing play. And obviously they went up a little bit up-tempo on, on the Lions' defense. And Ambrose was a really nice job of running the football and making smart decisions on that drive. And as you said, Dave, first time they've scored in two weeks. So confidence for that offense right there of Defiance. They had been blanked over the last three weeks, 11 out of 12 quarters. And this is their first score since October 2nd. Markovitz will come in to attempt the extra point where he is 7 for 7. Kicks it up and drills it through. 3.19 to go in period number one. Your score now. It is Mount St. Joseph 7, Defiance 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students. Like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to Textbook Delivery Hub located in the Roar Store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Well, the Lions in defiance tied up here at 7 apiece, 3.19 to go in the first quarter of action. Dan Benjamin will be our guest, the women's basketball coach at Mount St. Joseph University at halftime. Talk with Dan about some of the new recruits and the returners from the Heartland Conference regular season champions from a year ago. Markovitz will kick it off. He is now 8 for 8 in extra point duties this year, but he's 0 for 3 in field goal duties. But when you watch him warm up before the game, boy, he's got a leg on him. He is a freshman, and Markovitz, 97, will kick it off. Back set to return. Austin Price, and Price is going to take it in at the 13. Up the middle to the 20, 25, 30. Breaks into the clear, and then is brought down across the 35, out Markovitz to the 40-yard line. Great return by Price. Puts us in great field position, starting around the 40. That's two big plays on the punt return by Hundley, and then Price there on the kickoff return, putting the Lions offense in good field position. So, Prather will be back in at quarterback and back in at running back as Mariano McKenzie. Nothing cures the ills of an injury as when your backup comes in and runs well. <laughs> First down, 10 yards to go for the Lions from their own 40-yard line. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tight end is Powell. Fake handoff. Prather looks to the left. He's going to get hit and drop. Back to the 33-yard line. Great pressure right there by Defiance. Comes up with the sack. Number 31, Marios Brewer on the sack for Defiance. Brewer just went out of the game with an injury in the last series. And now he's back in and picks up a sack on the play his first of the year. 
we apologize to you. The two deeps that we were given are not really the two deeps that are actually playing here today. So we Now, all look. of a sudden, Dave, Prather has ran off the field. The Lions have had a call timeout. No quarterback was in the ballgame at the moment right there. So Prather ran off the field, and the Lions timeout. are going to have to now use the timeout. That's the first timeout Unsure what happened there. Looks like Prather obviously got sacked on the previous play. He took off onto the sideline. He's over there walking around shaking up. The Lions had to look. call a timeout. Chris, it looks like he's holding his right arm. Or on Twitter, at DC up around the shoulder, and he has walked DC off, and now that's the first time since he came off the sideline that he has actually moved his right arm. He may have gotten hit on that funny bone in the elbow. Yeah, they are going to check him out over on the table, so that would give an opportunity to another freshman, Mark Glassmeyer, to come into the ballgame as he did last week. Glassmeyer will check in at quarterback. Glassmeyer on the year for the Lions. This will be his second appearance. Freshman out of Marymount, Ohio. Six-footer, 190-pounder. And he will come in in a really a backed-up situation. Second down six. Tell me if down. I'm wrong or not, Dave. I think that's Ty Humphrey, number 19, out in this ballgame. Yeah, ball you're game. right. It is Ty Humphrey and a freshman. And Humphrey's going to keep it around the left-hand side. And he dropped it to 30. So it was Ty Humphrey, number 19, freshman quarterback, 5'9", 205 from Knoxville, Tennessee, and the first play of the ballgame from him leads to another sack for Defiance. Brings up another third and long for the Lions offense. Dave, if you're Defiance right now, you got to be feeling confident. Oh, your offense have just scored. You knocked out the starting quarterback, Prather, of the Lions. Your defense has been playing pretty good most of the game, and uh, here in the first quarter, you're tied 7-7. Seven to seven. Humphrey, the quarterback, out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Humphrey, with Mariano McKenzie to his right, he's going to step back, looks up the side. Pump fake now throws out to the right side. It is complete near the 38-yard line. It's going to be shy of a first down, about eight on the reception. But it's still going to be shy of the first down by about 13 yards. And Ryan Murray will come in to punt it away. Those are two names we haven't called out. Obviously, Ty Humphrey in, and the pass was completed to number 11, Chase Samples. So the Lions offense just kind of in a bad spot here right now, unsure of what Prather's going to be able to do going forward. And then they brought in Humphrey at quarterback, and uh, they will have to punt the football and give it back to Defiance late in this first quarter. Deontay Fowler back set to return as Murray will punt it away from his own 38-yard line. Low punt. It'll hit about the 35 and just kind of die right there at the 35-yard line with a minute five to go in the first quarter. Boy, nothing right now, with the exception of the touchdown run by the Lions, has gone right in this first half. They've lost now their starting quarterback, second stringer, Prather, to who knows what. And they are down to their third-string quarterback. And now the defense is on the field. Yeah, I agree, Dave. Like I said, Defiance, if you're Defiance, you're looking up. Ambrose is coming back out in quarterback number nine for Defiance, and uh, they're going to look to move the football again. But confidence-wise, Defiance, you let a team stick around. Yep. Going into the second quarter, probably going to be a tie ball game, and uh, you never know what can happen late in the ball game. Minute five to go in this first quarter. We're tied at seven. Ambrose, the quarterback, he's got Moody off to the right of him. Fake handoff. Ambrose rolls out to the right, and he's just going to throw it away, and that's going to be incomplete. There was a receiver out in the area for Defiance. Otherwise, that may have been 
intentional grounding, Hall was out there in the vicinity of the pass. Number 26, Nick Stevenson was able to get great pressure on Ambrose. Smart play on Ambrose's part to throw the ball out of bounds. Live to fight another down. So that'll bring up second down, 10 yards to go for the Yellow Jackets. They send Martin out slot right. Now moving in motion, Moody. Biggums off to the left. He's in a running back now for Ambrose. And the handoff, fake handoff, Ambrose, nope, they did give it off to Biggums. And Biggums around the right side, across the 40, out to the 41-yard line. That's a gain of six on the carry. It'll be third down and four yards to go with about 45 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Defiance just running in, running backs left and right. We've had several check into the ballgame so far. Biggums has done a good job. He's 5'9", 165, the junior. Done a really good job running the football early on for Defiance. Out wide right is Shahid. He's their leading receiver. Third down, four yards to go. We're under 20 seconds of running left to go in the first quarter. Defiance will have to run a play here at the end of the quarter. And they drop back. Ambrose looks over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to his intended receiver, Antoine Nathan, out of Dayton, Ohio. Third good Marshall High School. Overthrew him by about 10 yards, and it's fourth down four. And Defiance will punt it away. Good pressure. Defensive line was able to get into the face of him. And as you mentioned, Dave, overthrew him. And Defiance will have to punt the football. So it's going to be really important for this Lions defense to lock in and have a really solid day going forward. We've got 10 seconds to go in the first quarter. Looks like the Lions are going to send back Andrew Price to return to punt. Hunley had been returning them in the last couple weeks, but Austin Price, number five, the sophomore, will be back to return the punt. And Markowitz will get it away under heavy pressure by Fisher, but he got it away. Hits it about the 30, takes a mount bounce, and it'll go sideways and go out of bounds near the 33-yard line. It's about a 35-yard punt. So Markowitz puts the Lions first and 10 in their own territory near the 32 is where they will spot the Lions now. And they'll have it first and 10 with 1.5 seconds to go. And Humphrey still in a quarterback for the Lions. He sends receivers out wide on both sides. Powell is the tight end left. Handoff up the middle. Goes to... Looks like Ari Turner, who is into the ball game for the nope, that is Mariano McKenzie. McKenzie takes quarter. it out to the 40. That's going to be a gain of eight. Bring up second down and two when we come back. That's the end of the first quarter. And your score, it is the Mount 7, Defiance 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out 
at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, Humphrey, the quarterback for the Lions. They're down to their third-string quarterback. And we'll talk to you about Tyler Prather right after this play for the Lions. Second down, call it a yard, handoff up the middle to McKenzie off the right side. He's going to pick up the first down outside the 40, near the 43-yard line. That'll be a gain of three and a first down for the Lions. But as you said during the break, Chris, Tyler Prather is sitting over on the trainer's table, and he's got his helmet off. They have taken it from him, and he has not moved. It does not look like he will be returning to this ballgame. No, it does not, Dave, and that's not a good sign for the Lions. And uh, now we're going to go to a wildcat position. Looks like they're going to put Newton back at quarterback. Humphrey has checked out of the ball game. He's out Newton at quarterback. He's going to run the wildcat off the right-hand side inside the 30, 40, outside the 45-yard line. Excuse me. That's going to be a gain of a couple. And now Humphrey is back into the ball game. Boy, Caleb Carell, the offensive coordinator, is really digging deep on his playbook now. He's going to have to, as you mentioned, third-string quarterback. You're unsure of how many reps Humphrey got actually throughout the week as Prather was the backup probably, quarterback. Yeah, got probably the, not many. Probably got most of the snaps just trying to get comfortable with the offense. Humphrey, handoff up the middle to McKenzie on second down and seven. And he's going to pick up a couple. Out to about the 47-yard line. That'll be just a gain of a yard, and it'll bring up third down and six. You look back at the stats after the first quarter, 72 total yards for Defiance, 39 for the Lions. Tie ball game, 7-7. to Defiance had a nice drive to score off their touchdown. And as you said, Dave, the, the momentum is shifting towards Defiance. Shavante McGriff is back into the ball game. Joey Newton's going to go back in a quarterback. Out of the Wildcat on third down, call it five yards to go. And the fake handoff, Newton's going to keep it himself behind right tackle. He's got the first down, cuts inside, slips and fell down inside the 45 at the 42-yard line. Man, if he doesn't slip, Dave, he may go all the way to the house. And again, it was a Wildcat. Newton kept it, picked up the first down, and the chains are moving. About 17 yards on the pickup, Lions with another first down. Boy, touchdowns may come at a premium today. Hunley is out wide to the left. Cam York split left. Humphrey back into the ball game with McKenzie. McKenzie's going to get the handoff off the left tackle inside the 40 to the 35. He'll be dropped at the 34-yard line. That's a gain of about seven on the carry. And it's second down, three yards to go for the mountain. And they're going to continue to rotate. Looks like Newton's coming back in for the Wildcat. And you can tell that the run game is going to be really efficient for the Lions moving forward today. Yeah, they're going to have to really button up their chin straps and run the ball today. Second down, call it a long two yards to go for the Lions. Newton back in at the Wildcat position. Lions strong along the front line. Newton's going to keep it around the right side. He's going to pick up the first down to the 30, to the 25, and he'll be dropped inside the 25 at the 20... Four-yard line, and that'll be a nine-yard gain and a first down for the Lions. Newton's picking up chunk yardage out of that Wildcat formation, Dave. He's getting off to the far side edge, getting good blocking down the offensive line. The wide receivers are getting good blocks on the outside and springing him open for big gains out of that Wildcat, and Humphreys will check back in. Humphreys back in a quarterback. Newton so far in the ballgame. Four carries 
22 yards on the day. Newton with Mariano McKenzie, hand off to Mo. Mo's going to take it around the left side to the 20. He's taking it inside the 20, and he's going to be dropped at the 15-yard line. That's going to be close to a first down, and it will be a first down after a 10-yard game. I kind of like the response here so far, Dave, by Newton, McKenzie, and uh, Shavante McGriff said, hey, if we're going to have to run the football, put it in our hands, and we're going to make some yardage happen, and all three of those guys are doing so on this drive. McGriff back into the ball game at running back. Lions staying on the ground with this drive. McGriff right behind Humphrey at quarterback. Handoff to McGriff off the right side. Steps over a tackler inside the 15 to the 12 for a three-yard gain. McGriff now, five carries, 25 yards on the <laughs> afternoon. Here we go again, Newton in, Humphreys out. Well, why waste the hand signals when you're just going to alternate the quarterbacks That's in That's exactly out? right. Newton is the Wildcat quarterback. Boy, this is one of these times you wish you had a sideline reporter just to see what the Lions are thinking at halftime. Right now it is stay on the ground, hold on to the football, and let's just get out of here with a W. Newton, the Wildcat quarterback. Receivers out wide on both sides. Newton's going to keep it off the left side, inside the 10, and dropped right there after about a three-yard gain, and it will bring up third down and call it about four yards to go, maybe five. You mentioned it, Dave. Take care of the football right here. You're already in field goal range. 7-7 ball game, and looks like Newton's going to stay into the ball game at Wildcat. York is out to the left-hand side. Brock is out to the right-hand side, slot right. Hayden Bell back in at quarterback, or at tight end. And now Caleb Carrillo is going to take a timeout, and so will we. 10.09 to go in this first half. Your score, it's all knotted up at 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sometimes circumstances require the services of a private investigator. And when that happens, contact Official Investigations and Security Services in Cincinnati. They specialize in surveillance, insurance fraud investigations, workers' comp, witness location and protection, accident reconstruction, and stolen auto and construction equipment. Official Investigations and Security Services also provides mobile notary services throughout the tri-state area. So for your needs, call the best, courtesy, professionalism, experience, and results. Official Investigations and Security Services at 844-263-3424. Chris, you brought up a couple of good questions during the break. How many reps did Humphreys get this week, and have they practiced the Wildcat? And I would think the way that they're running this, and as efficiently as they are, they've practiced it at least. Yeah, the Lions are up to 75 yards rushing on the in the ball game. They only average 138. You would expect that 75 yards to continue to go up and up today, as they should stay on the ground between Newton, Shavante McGriff, and Mariona McKenzie. Hope to punch this in and take another lead of 14-7. to But as you said, those are going to be some questions you'll have to ask Coach Hop next week. You are not going to see the Lions throw the ball much today. Newton in a Wildcat. He's got tied in right. Hayden Bell, he is in the backfield by himself. He's going to keep it around the right-hand side. Looks like he's going to throw. throw flag down on the play, but Newton's just going to tuck it under and run it. And he's going to be hit back at the 13-yard line for a loss of three. And I think you're going to see a hold called against Defiance. Or check that against the mount, excuse me. Defiance was clapping on the play. If that's the case, you'd knock it back, and it would be about a 35-yard field goal attempt for Farfsing. Holding. 
Number 87. And it is a hold against the Lions tight end, Hayden Bell. So they will take the penalty, and it will bring up another third down situation for the Lions. And Newton's going to stay in the ball game. That's going to take them back After to the, the 20. Now, now Humphrey's <laughs> coming in. Dave, they're going to keep you on your toes all day yep. long. <laughs> Ayler's in the ball game. Cam York is going out. Kinhold is out wide to the right. Brock slot right. Ayler slot left. Joey Newton wide left. In the backfield, Mariano McKenzie with Ty Humphrey, the freshman quarterback. In a 7-7 ball game, third down, 15 yards to go for the Lions. Dropping back, Humphrey throws it out to the left, complete to Newton. He's at the 10, and he's thrown forward. He's going to be down at about the 9-yard line. It's going to be fourth down, four yards to go, and the Lions will send in the field goal unit. Smart play right there. Just get the ball out of Humphrey's hands into Joey Newton's hands. Pick up some yardage and kick the field goal here for the Lions. Humphrey now 2 of 2 in the passing department. For about 17 yards. That's a six yard completion. Farfsing from the near hash mark. It'll be spotted at the 16th, so it'll be a 26 yard attempt. Wind crossing in front of him from the near side to the far side. Rutgerson gets the hold down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 8.59 to go in the first half of play here in Northwest Ohio. Your score. It is now the Mount 10, Defiance 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Teaching is my calling, so when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Well, the 26-yard field goal by Farfsing puts the Lions on top of it 10-7, to Chris. Yeah, Dave, it's a good possession right there by the Lions offense. They were able to get three on the board and uh, check in the top 25 scoreboard real quick. Cincinnati, number two in the country, up 20-10 to on Navy in the third quarter. The big shocker of the day so far, Kansas, 17, number three, Oklahoma, seven, late in the third quarter. Talk about putting in an automatic entry to Alabama if Oklahoma loses that game. So dropping back set to return for Defiance is Michael Martin. He's the single setback. Farfsing will kick it off high, end over end kick. Martin will take it in at his three. Backpedaling, now cuts it up the middle to the five, ten, fifteen. And he's going to be dropped right at the 17-yard line after a return of about 13 off the kickoff, and that's where Defiance will have it. First and ten at their own. They're going to put him at the 19-yard line, and Chris, if he was at the 19 after that, wow. I figured it out last week. Remember I said, with the Heartland officials, if you think they're at one-yard line, add one, and that's where they normally put you, and that's what it is there. They added a couple on that one. So it's first and ten from the 19-yard line. Ambrose, the quarterback. He's got Biggums off to the right. Goss off to the right-hand side as a receiver. Biggums just to the right of Ambrose. Defiance down 10-7, to but they had a nice drive the last time. Lions showing blitz, and here they come. Ambrose handoff to Biggums. He's going to be hit after a two-yard loss. Jonathan Finn, 22, come flying downhill for a big-time hit. 
And they're going to take it back to the 18-yard line, so it'll be a loss of just a yard. Second down, 11 yards to go. Mike Martin goes out wide to the right-hand side. Goss also wide to the right. And the third of those trips are Nora Harvell. And running around the left-hand side is Biggums, and Biggums is going to be hit at the 20-yard line, gain of a yard, and it's going to be third down and about 10 yards to go. Talk about two teams that are kind of beaten, banged up. Defiance has been through several quarterbacks. Now the Lions are going through several quarterbacks. <laughs> Running backs, Shavante McGriff. I don't think Ari Turner might be in the dress for the Lions today, Dave. I don't see him checked in the ball game yet. They don't see him on the sidelines either. Yeah. So, I mean, both teams are going deep into the running back rooms. Just beaten, banged up halfway through the season. There, There is Ari Turner. He is on the sideline, number 21. Dropping back on third and nine is Ambrose. Ambrose going to get hit as he threw, and he throws a duck out to the left-hand side. Good coverage by Richardson, and it is incomplete. Brings up fourth down and nine yards to go. Good pressure right there, defensive line. You mentioned it, Dave. It's going to be a defense, defense, defense type of day for the Lions. Short field for the offense. Get off the field, and they do a good job right there on a three and out. 7.36 left to go. And dropping back, Zakeem Hunley. Ball will be punted away by Markovich from his own 18-yard line on fourth down. Call it a long nine yards to go. Hunley back near midfield, set to return. Wind sort of died down here at Defiance. It is always windy here because it's out in the middle of a couple of fields. Good snap. Markovich just gets it away, and it's going to go out of bounds by Cam York, who caught it on the sideline, signaled fair catch, and then ran forward. And he was uh, he was out of bounds. He just caught the ball. I was waiting for you to say Cam York to the 35, yeah. to the 30, to the 25. Cam is a card. He, he's somehow. Hey, anyhow, that's good field position right there for the Lions offense starting at the 35. Cam York always giving us a good laugh over there on the sideline. So the Lions will have it at the 35-yard line. That's where they'll spot that ball going out of bounds in Defiance territory. Lions leading at 10-7, 7.31 to go in the first half. Mariano McKenzie in the backfield is the win. Rushes through. He'll get the handoff off the left-hand side. Inside the 35, down to the 31. Gain of four on the carry. McKenzie, only carrying the ball well here this afternoon. Nine carries, 39 yards so far in the ballgame. A little over four yards a carry. McKenzie now with Newton, who has come back in. Lions are just rotating in, Newton and Humphreys. McKenzie is behind Newton. And the fake handoff, Newton's going to keep it himself, cuts to the right inside the 20 to the 15, and he's going to be down. I guess they'll say his knee is down near the 20-yard line. That's a gain of about six and a first down for the Lions. Very impressed with Joey Newton running the Wildcats so far, Dave, on that on that play right there. Defiance had eight in the box. He still was able to pick up the first down, make a couple cuts and moves, and he's doing a really good job at the Wildcat position, number two in blue. Tell you, the Lions are just piecing this together. They could never have forecasted this. Ty Hopperton and Caleb Carell, the offensive coordinator, they're just... Rotating quarterbacks, rotating running backs, six and a half to go. They lead at 10-7. Humphrey back in. McGriff. Behind him, 
Fake handoff. Humphrey's going to roll out to his left. He throws a little floater to nice Hayden Bell. Nice catch. One-handed inside the 10, and he's going to be dropped at about the 9. Talked about how big of a target Hayden Bell is, and he makes a great catch. He had one last week that he made a one-handed catch. He makes a similar catch there today. Humphreys to Hayden Bell inside the 10-yard line. 12 yards on the completion. First and goal for the Lions in the red zone. Joey Newton back into the ball game. McGriff will stay in as Humphreys leaves. Ayler and Brock out to the right-hand side. Tight end left will be Hayden Bell. Lions looking over to the sideline for the play call. Hayden Bell's into the ball game now. He's going to line up at tight end on the left side. Timeout. Right on the line, and now the Lions are going to take a timeout. Powell's in the game also, and he was going to line up right behind Hayden Bell. So a timeout taken, 5.55 to go in the first half of action. Let's just keep it right here, Chris. This is interesting because the Lions are really showing their chops on the sidelines on how to piecemeal this game plan together. Yeah, I'm looking over at the sideline. Prather has his shoulder pads off. It does look like that he's probably out for the game. So it is going to be a Joey Newton Wildcat type of game with Mariona McKenzie and Shavante McGriff and maybe even Humphrey Stone in the mix a little bit, freshman quarterback. So, But... Dave, let's be honest. Championship teams have to go through adversity throughout the season. The Lions are kind of going through that over the last couple of weeks. you got to find a way to, to piece it together, continue to win, hope the defense still plays at a high level, and try to get away with today's ball game with a win. You're right. Championship teams do have to do that, and the Browns did it on Thursday nights. They, yeah, they did. They came through a very similar situation, had Case Keenum in the backup position. Running backs, they had to go deep into the running back room, was able to come up with a big win. And uh, you're seeing that right here with the Lions today. Day, just going deep into their playbook, trying to find ways to move the football down the field. All right, tight end. Lions are going with a two tight end set again, but this time on the far side. Powell is on the line, and Bell is right beside him off the line. Newton, the quarterback, he's going to keep it around the right side. He doesn't get a block, but he's going to run it to the five and upend it at the four. Nice run, five yards on the carry. He's using his speed, just getting out to the edge. He's hoping that the wide receivers can help him. Obviously, the tight ends are setting the edge, and then he's hoping for a wide receiver to hold a block just for a little bit to spring him forward, and he's doing a really nice job. You might see the Lions rush for 200 yards in this game, and that would be almost a first, I think, They're already under Carrill. up to a 120 total yards so far. Newton keeps it off the left side, and he's going to be dropped at about the four-yard line. Well, they're going to put him in no game. And now we've got a flag down thrown by the back judge. And it's going to be against the Lions as Defiance is celebrating. And let's see what that penalty is going to be, Chris. Lions so far in this ball game have been the only team penalized. Good play. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Well, it's unsportsmanlike conduct called against the Lions, but tell you what, the Heartland Conference has the worst set of microphones for the referees (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Just an unfortunate penalty right there for the Lions, one that you can't have. You're down inside the five, and that brings you all the way back out near the 20. And when you're playing shorthanded right here, you just cannot have those type of penalties. It is not just in the mount, folks. It is all over the conference trying to pick up. There always seems to be some interference. So 
That's going to knock the Lions back to the 20, make it the 19-yard line after an unsportsmanlike conduct. Humphreys, the quarterback, steps up into the pocket. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 26. Play action right there. Defiance was able to get great pressure. Good pursuit on the defensive line. Drop him for a big sack. Brings up fourth down. And the Lions offense are going to have to stay on the field. Yeah, if you go for the field goal here, the ball right now is at the 26. So you'd be looking at almost a 42-yard kick. And the Lions are going to keep the offense on the field and go for it. A fourth down and goal back at the 26-yard line. It'd be about a 43-yard attempt for Farsi. Humphrey steps up, and now Defiance is going to use a timeout. So 425 left to go. We're going to take a quick timeout also. 425 left to go in this first half of play. Your score, it is the Lions 10 and Defiance 7 on Ultimate Sports Talk. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website and also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions. UltimateSportsTalk.com. 425 left to go in this first half of play. Dan Benjamin is our guest at halftime talking about the women's basketball team at Mount St. Joseph University. Ball resting at the 26-yard line. Lions fourth down and goal to go at the 26. Humphrey, the quarterback, he's going to send Kinhalt out to the left-hand side. He's got trips to the right-hand side. And Brock, Newton, and Ayler. No tight ends. Mariano McKenzie, check that. McGriff in the backfield. Humphrey, the quarterback, leading 10-7. to He'll take the snap. Rolls out to the right. Steps up. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone to Brock, and it is incomplete. And he had Brock open after the DB in the backfield, Chris, fell down. Yeah, but I thought he had a shot at Brock right there in the end zone. The DB slipped. He threw a good ball. It just Brock couldn't get there enough. He had some pressure by the defensive line and had to get rid of it just a little bit early. But on a fourth and twenty-five or fourth and twenty-six, fourth and goal, it's kind of a tough play call right there. And uh, the Lions were just too far out to kick a field goal, and that would bring out the Defiance offense in a ten-to-seven ball game with four nineteen left in the second quarter. Franklin in the second quarter leading Anderson seven to nothing. Rose is leading 28-7 over Manchester and Hanover 20 to nothing over Bluffton. Those are the Heartland Conference games today and the handoff goes right up the middle on the right-hand side. Pass completion, excuse me. For Defiance. And that's their leading receiver Amin Shahid and Shahid takes it across the 36 out to the 37-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about 11 on the pass completion and a first down for Defiance. It is 10-7 Lions. We're under four minutes and running left to go. 
Dropping back Ambrose. Looks to his left. Throws to his left. Complete to Goss. Goss is going to get hit at the line of scrimmage and dropped right there for no gain on the play right at the 37-yard line. The Lions are doing a great job of just getting to the football. Obviously, uh, Defiance is trying to put it in the air a little bit on this drive with only three minutes left in the second quarter, down 10-7. to But the Lions defense really needs to step up big. The Lions will get the ball to start the second half. Ambrose now 5 of 9 passing on the day for 50 yards. He did not start. He came in for Watts after two series that Watts had. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ambrose has Moody to the right of it. Remember, they're without Tayshon Freeman. They're starting running back today. Dropping back, Ambrose. Heavy rush. Throws the screen pass out on the right side to Moody at the 35. And he's going to be upended by right and dropped at the 36-yard line. About a yard loss on the play, and it'll be third down 11. Good job by the Lions on, uh, defensive line putting pressure. Uh, Defiance elects to go for the uh, running back screen. Anthony Wright comes up flying downhill to make a tackle for the loss. Defiance has no timeouts, or excuse that, me, the mount has no timeouts left. Defiance has one, and we're at two and a half minutes left to go in the half. Third down. A long 10, dropping back Ambrose, looks out to the left, now rolls to the left, cuts it up the middle, he's going to be hit and brought right down at the 35-yard line. Loss of two, first sack of the afternoon by the Lions, and it's fourth down for Defiance. Credit that for a coverage sack, Dave. Good coverage downfield for the Lions, and the defensive line was able to get pressure and drop him for a sack, and Defiance will punt the football with two minutes to go. So the Lions will get it back, Hundley back around his own 30 to punt the football away. Markovitz will drop back and punt the football away from his own 35-yard line. Good defensive stand by the Lions. And let's see what Hunley can do here. Good snap, low spiral. Hunley's going to take it in at the 34, to the 40, to the 45, 50. And he's going to be dropped out of bounds. At about the 47-yard line. So a nice return of 16 yards on the return for Hundley. And it is first down for the Lions in Defiance territory with a minute 34 left to go. Lions have no timeouts remaining. Keep that in mind. But they are in Defiance territory at the 46-yard line. Joey Newton is going to be the quarterback. Newton is in. Samples is into the ball game. Samples goes out wide to the right-hand side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Powell and Hayden Bell. Two tight ends set up. Powell off the line. Newton's going to keep it himself. Run the left side. He's got some green to the 45-40 inside the 40. And he's going to spin and dive forward to about the 36-yard line. First down. Clock will stop quickly. And now it will start moving again with a minute 22 left to go in the half. Lions back up to the line of scrimmage. Again, same formation. Samples to the left. Powell tight end right. Coming around the right-hand side is Newton. Flag down on the play, thrown near the line of scrimmage. Looks like it'll be a hold against the Lions as Newton scoots out of bounds near the 33-yard line. And it is a hold against the Lions. So that penalty will drop the Lions back about 10 yards. And now you just might see the Mount take a knee since they've got the ball to open the second half. 
be interested to see what they do. Joey Newton, eight carries, 52 yards, averaging actually just updated nine carries, 56 yards, 6.2 yards per carry. He's doing a good job of running this wildcat. Number seven, 10 yard penalty from previous spot, first down. I think they called the hold against Hayden Bell, and that'll take them back outside the 45 to the 46 and bring up first down and about 19 yards to go. Minute nine left to go in this first half. Mariano McKenzie stays in the ball game. Ty Humphrey back in. And let's see what the Lions elect to do. They are going with the shotgun. McKenzie lines up out of the pistol behind Humphrey. Two tight ends set. And the handoff, fake handoff. Humphrey's going to keep it off the right side. Dive forward to the 45-yard line for a gain of a yard. His Humphrey first carry. Humphrey picks up a yard, brings up second no down. About 18 yards to go. 10-7 your score. Lions on top of it as we count down towards halftime. And the Lions just taking their sweet old time on offense. They're just going to try to run this clock out. There's 40 seconds on the game clock and 17 on the play clock. McKenzie in the backfield. Again, two tight ends set up, this time to the near side. Powell on the line, Bell off the line. And the handoff goes to McKenzie around the left side. He's going to get inside the 45 to the 44. Gain of about a yard. McKenzie on the carry. And that should do it for the first half of action. As the clock is down to about 10 seconds, and the Lions will just make their way to the locker room. They lead it 10-7 to here at halftime, but Chris, as we told you, and the folks at home, this has been a piecemeal situation on the game plan for the Lions. If you're the Lions, I'll take a 10-7 to lead into the halftime all day long after everything that happened in that first half. Losing Tyler Prather, and then Ty Humphrey comes into the ballgame. Joey Newton has to do a little bit of the Wildcats, and... Uh, you're going to continue to see that in the second half. So, again, 10-7, to 7, I'd be happy if I was Coach Hopperton at this time. Lions lead at 10-7. to 7. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Our interview with Dan Benjamin coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents. And that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover 3 today to get pre-approved. 312 248-4366. Barbarian Apparel is a cutting-edge sports apparel company. Barbarian Apparel provides high-quality team gear and active wear that is unrivaled at a great price. Barbarian Apparel fits not only individuals, but teams all over the world. And your team will stand out with Barbarian's custom sublimation, artwork, and screen printing. Each piece of team uniform is specifically designed with your preferences in mind, including graphics, color, logos, and fabric selections. Start your order today at BarbarianApparel.com or email any questions at BarbarianCustomers at gmail.com. Barbarian Apparel, conquer the impossible. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. 
It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. And we are back here in defiance at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Yellow Jackets and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. A couple of weeks ago, we had the opportunity to talk with men's basketball coach Toby Kerrigan about the upcoming season for the men. Now it's time to turn our attention towards the women and the reigning regular season defending Heartland Conference champion, the Mount St. Joseph Lions women's basketball coach Dan Benjamin. Bear, thanks for joining us here at halftime. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Return yes, champion. It <laughs> Yeah. It sounds real good. You know, we only got 10 games in day, but it was exciting, you know, going through the, the COVID and all the protocols and our girls staying really focused on becoming a better team was really nice to watch them grow in the maturity of all the freshmen we had. And then uh, obviously to finish seven and three and, you know, lose a tough heartbreaker to uh, Hanover in the uh, semifinals of the tournament, you know, is going to make us a little bit hungry. I, I guess the, the highlight of last year's season had to be the the win over Transylvania. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're you're talking about a quality program. You know, they're top 25 every year. And uh, we didn't play the best. I know they didn't play their best, but obviously somebody has to win, and we uh, we stuck with it. I believe we only played with seven players that day. And, you know, we got, I think, a 58-55 win. Dan, when you come back into this season, it's – I hate to say it's back to normal, but it, it I guess that's the best way to put it, isn't it? It's back to normal. Well, yeah, I guess that is the best way to put it. But, you know, you know me, I'm not normal, so I don't know what normal is. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to get kids to understand it's part of life. you got to deal with it. That's what you do when you're, you know, you're coaching sports. You're teaching kids how to deal with these things that are thrown at you, you know, but none of us knew we were going to have this pandemic like it was, but uh, our team is bought in and they're doing what they need to do. And uh, a great group of girls coming back and uh, with a mixture of some freshmen coming in, we're pretty excited. Dan, I want to talk about two of the girls specifically right now before we get into the, the new recruits that are returning. And the first one, of course, is the all-time leading scorer at the school, Maddie Haberthy returning. She's taking advantage of the fifth year that the, NCAA granted them due to COVID, and, and she's back. That's a big advantage for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think she's somewhere around 100 points away from breaking that record. And, uh, you know, you, you can look at it multiple ways. She only got 10 games in last year, so she missed out on 15. So she's coming back, and that's exciting for her to have that opportunity. You know, Maddie has put the work in over the years. If the people around our program watched her come in as a freshman to where she is now, it's unbelievable. We go in the gym. Pretty much every day she'll text, say, hey, you available? And that's one girl I don't mind going in shooting with because, boy, when she shoots, she shoots. And half the time she'll make 200, 250, 300, 350 the other day. And it took us 25 minutes. So wasn't a lot of rebounding by me. She was just, a, she's just a natural pure shooter. Bear, when you look at her from the first day that she stepped on the court at the Mount 
till now, what has been her biggest improvement? I think her mental game, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, one, I, I don't know, I guess this is a good way for me to put it is, some people say it's not easy to play for me, but they say once they understand who I am and what I'm about, I'm the easiest coach to be around. And, you know, her, like many other kids before her and after her, I've had to pull them out of games and say, hey, what are you doing? You need to shoot. In my program, we shoot. Sometimes people don't like that, but, you know, I told her the objective was put the ball in a hole, and that was the biggest thing is get her to understand that. And as we were learning the new offense, to get her to understand she just had to stay in the corner and not do anything yet until we learned how to master that part of our offense was tough for freshman year. But she made some pretty nice shots in the, her freshman year, and she's gotten even better as these last three years gone on. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd have to say mentally overcoming, you know, and, and you know how it is when you go from high school to college, that's already a mental struggle, just the, the difference in what they ask you to do with the classroom uh, and all the free time and downtime you have to try to uh, management of your time and then getting in there and getting in the gym and putting the extra effort in. And, of course, another returner that you've got coming back is your point guard, Chloe Jansen, and, and that's a big opportunity for her to come back, too. Oh, yeah. You know, she's uh, another freshman player of the year like Maddie was when she was a freshman. Chloe's been on the all-conference team, a very unselfish player. Uh, the one thing people don't realize, she can actually shoot the ball, too. But at the point, you know, you're more of a distributor. Uh, Chloe has done a tremendous job in the offseason getting in shape. And you can see it, her, her getting up and down the floor. It's exciting to watch her go. I'd almost say she's pretty close to, to getting up and down the floor like Maddie. And uh, when we got two or three of those on the floor, we're going to be pretty darn good. Chloe's grown a lot uh, from freshman year, you know, uh, same thing with her. I pulled her off the floor after seven games and said, hey, what are you doing? Let's play basketball. I know you can play. And, you know, she was just holding herself back, and now she's getting after it. And She's been a leader on the floor with the girls uh, in the open gyms and, uh, you know, on the floor when we're in practice. She's getting after it and telling them what she wants them to do, and uh, that's exciting to have that extension of a coaching staff on the floor. Dan Benjamin, women's coach at Mount St. Joseph, our guest here at halftime. Carly Dalton returning, Maggie Schoolfield coming back, uh, a couple of big returners for you. Yep, Carly saw a lot of minutes. I think she might have been a pleasant surprise. I know in that win over uh, Transy, Carly had 19 points. And, you know, as a coach, you programmed uh, your defense and say, hey, we know she's not a shooter. We might lay off of her a little bit more. But uh, Carly took advantage of it. She was hot. And I think she had 19 and Maddie had 13. So it was exciting to see Carly do that. And uh, Carly uh, picked up a lot of uh, knowledge. Her basketball IQ went up tremendously when uh, we implemented our matchup zone. And, you know, i got to give that credit to uh, Coach Joe. Joe Howard, my assistant, he came in, he bought in, he loves it. And we put that in mainly because I like it, and then we were shorthanded. But it played right into Carly's hands with her length. It allowed her to be able to uh, be on the floor more and get more minutes. And another one we don't want to forget about, though, is Haley Scott. She she played some big minutes a year ago. Yes, she did. She didn't get a chance to play in the first couple games because of COVID protocol, but uh, she's back. She's ready. Got her senior year. Another great story for us in our program. Uh, just to see her walk in the gym with her smile and her work ethic, and she's getting after it a lot more now. And, uh, you know, if she does what she's capable of doing, I think she could be a very pleasant surprise in the HCAC. Dan, I, I know height has been a problem for the Mount over the last couple of years, but this year, out of the freshman recruiting class that you've got coming in, you've got a girl out of Cleves, Julia Gooding, who's 
six feet. You've also got another girl that's coming into the campus, Claire Chandler out of Covington, who's 5'10". They should add some height to your lineup. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Julia's going to get a great opportunity. She has learned and already developed so much and just in, you know, four or five practices. Uh, she was used to playing with her back to the basket, and now she won't be doing that in our system. Uh, she's actually been getting after it in the gym and sticking around, ironically, with uh, Maddie and shooting a lot more a couple days a week, which is good to learn from the best. And, uh, we, you know, she's another great one right now. To see her walk in the gym, she's smiling. She's getting after it. That's always good in, the, in any program. But uh, we're looking for uh, Julia to make an, a little bit of an impact, and uh, we'll see where she can take us. Claire is fighting a little bit of an injury, um, so we're not sure what's going on with her. We're waiting for the MRI results and, I think, a doctor's visit, and we'll find out a little bit more about her. But she's another one. If she can do what we need her to do, her basketball IQ is really off the charts, and she can actually shoot the three ball, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, we just got to get her healthy and get her where we need her. Dan, what do you think about the other freshmen that you've got coming in? Ellie Foley uh, coming in, also <laughs> Naya Murphy. Uh, uh, you've got a couple of others that are coming in also uh, out of that freshman class, Kara King. Uh, what about those three? Well, we got Ellie Foley who's going to probably step in and take some minutes off of uh, Maddie Haverby and uh, Chloe Jansen's plate so they can get some more rest. And we like what we're seeing out of her in practice. Uh, at first, we weren't sure if she was going to buy in. You know how that is with freshmen. And uh, she bought in after the first day of practice, and it was good. And uh, I see some really, really good potential out of her. She can shoot. She can attack. It's just, you know, kind of getting out of her own way and, and learning how to play college basketball will be the biggest thing for her. Uh, her roommate, Kara King, comes to us from Purcell Marion. Uh, I think she was Region 8 D3 Player of the Year, and they went to the Final Four. She has a great basketball IQ. She ran a little bit of our offense that we run here at Purcell. Um, it's just now getting her up snuff and in shape to be playing college basketball. And that's usually the biggest thing is these girls are ready for the tempo of the game. But uh, I look for Kara to do some good things. And Naya Murphy, she's another great one coming out of half a century at up there in Columbus, and uh, I think that was a steal. Uh, Coach Joe and I are proud of that one. And you know, uh, again, another freshman. You love watching her walk in the gym when she smiles, and you know you can't wait to, to teach her and make her a better ball player. But I don't know how much we're going to have to teach her. Uh, she's pretty smooth. She can attack. She can shoot. She's got some length, and uh, she loves to jump. So I think uh, you know her and Kara might. Uh, make that all-freshman team, I'm hoping, but we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, anybody that comes out of Afrocentric and Purcell Marion, you know they've got some some good genes as far as basketball is concerned. Oh, absolutely. Two great programs with tradition there, and, uh, you know, we're blessed to have one from each, to be honest with you, and I'm excited. we got to keep them healthy, and, yeah, you're right, two really good programs in the state of Ohio. Dan, before we wrap it up at the halftime here, who's the team to beat, in your opinion, as far as the Heartland? Well, I have to say it's transient Hanover. That you know, um, last year they made it to the finals, and that's part of the edge. And I think the year before, one or if not both, were in the final four or in the final of uh, our conference. So I think those are going to be it. I think you'll still have your Bluffton's and your Franklin up there, and Rose, I'm sure, regrouped. I keep hearing Manchester and Anderson have done a great job. And, you know, we always have tough times with Defiance. Allen does a great job there. Earlham's got a new coach. I know she's going to be great coming from Bluffton. 
Um, you know, so you can't take a night off in this conference for us. But uh, I would say I'd give the edge to transient handover to be on the top. Well, it all gets underway November 6th at the Harrington Center against Wilmington. And we'll be bringing you a lot of the women's games this year. Dan, thanks for joining us here at halftime. No problem, Dave. Thank you. And we'll be back with more at halftime from Defiance after this. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. <sighs> All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. <sighs> hey. <laughs> hey, we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. And we are back here in Defiance at halftime where it is surprisingly a close game, 10-7. to 7. The Lions are on top of it by a field goal. And, Chris, they've really had to just, as we said in the second quarter, piecemeal this game plan together with the loss of Tyler Prather at quarterback. Yeah, they're going to have to do the same thing in the second half as they did in the first half. They had a, a lot of plays with Wildcat of Joey Newton. They've already rushed for 99 yards coming into the ball game. They only averaged 143 in the game, so... You definitely see the Lions rushing for 175 or 200 or plus yards in this ball game. Expect the defense to try to make some plays for us. But if you're defiance, you're in the ball game. It's 10 to 7 going into the third quarter. You're confident and you're still fighting. And that's a good sign for a team that's 0 and 6. Chris, of course, uh, this week heartbreaking news coming out of Hanover with the loss of one of their women's basketball players, uh, Lexi Riggles. Um, Riggles was expected to be one of the key players for Hanover this season, and she unexpectedly died on Sunday. And an unfortunate situation. Um, it's one that you never can, obviously never can anticipate, and it's just, it's saddening when something like that happens, especially to a young person the age of Lexi Riggles. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers from Ultimate Sports Talk Radio and also Mount St. Joseph Athletics and the Mount St. Joseph University go out to Hanover and Miss Riggles' family and friends. And just an absolute heartbreaking story this week, and uh, we definitely feel for everybody impacted. And uh, nobody can understand that situation uh, except the Mount uh, with the loss of Lauren Hill a few years ago. And although they knew that was coming, as Dan told me yesterday, uh, when I was interviewing him for halftime, they knew that situation was coming. But with Lexi Riggles, you just didn't know, and it was so unexpected. And uh, we'll see how it affects the rest of the team going into this season for them. Yeah, so just was looking on social media, and she affected a lot of people in a good way. She was very positive, a really good athlete, uh, just a good overall person from what I was reading the stories, and uh, just unfortunate situation very sad situation as you said young lady and um just we really thoughts and prayers with everybody involved and uh, especially with that Hanover women's basketball team as they're getting ready to start their season in a couple weeks chris this is just a guess but as he was walking off the field tyler prather took his shoulder pads off and it appears that he is done for the day it looked to be that way on the sideline after he went out there in the first half and as you mentioned him coming off the field at halftime we'll keep an eye as both teams come back out on the field to start the second half but uh, definitely believe you will see freshman ty humphrey and then obviously wide receiver joey newton and in the wildcat situation mario and mckenzie 
Shavante McGriff, those three guys are probably going to touch the ball a lot for the Lions offensively. And, uh, you know, you go back to leaning your shoulders on this defense, needing them to step up last week, and they have. And uh, another game here where we need them to step up, make some stops, make some big plays, shorten the field for the offense. And uh, we're about to find out what happens here in the second half in a must-win game for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. Elsewhere around the Heartland, 42-7 rows over Manchester this afternoon. Hanover is blanking Bluffton heading into the third quarter, 20 to nothing. And it's Franklin 10, Anderson nothing at the end of the second quarter. And I think, Chris, you've got a couple of top 25 college football scores. Cincinnati now is rolling, and so is Oklahoma. Yes, Cincinnati extended the lead 27 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma has taken the lead 28-17 in the fourth quarter. Michigan is up big on Northwestern, 33 to 7 in the fourth quarter. The only tight ball game, two tight ball games right now in the top 25. Number seven, Penn State 10, Illinois 7, 12 minutes to go in the ball game. Number 16, Wake Forest 49, Army 42, 12 minutes to go in the game in the fourth quarter. And here it is 10 to 7. The Mount on top of Defiance, and the Lions get the ball to open the second half when we come back after these timeouts. Odyssey now has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for you to discover your new summer soundtrack. And get moving with worthy workouts for a cardio sesh fueled by today's top artists. Hang in with your crew? Throw it back with picnic party for old school jams for your cookout. Or sail away with Odyssey's new yacht rock station, Jugger Yacht. For summer barbecues, road trips, or relaxing poolside. Hundreds of new exclusive stations, plus all your favorite local radio stations and podcasts. It's all on Odyssey. It's time for more home cooking next Saturday as the Mount St. Joseph Lions are back home at Schuler Field and hosting the Anderson Ravens in another Heartland Conference contest. The Lions continue their march to the conference title and the Ravens stand in their way. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Chris Morris and I next week as the Lions Rewind starts our broadcast day at 1230, pregame is at 1, and the kickoff at 1.30. Mount up next week as the Lions host the Anderson Ravens only on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here in Defiance where it is 10 to 7, the mount on top of it. Tyler Prather is out of the ball game. And the Lions will be going with Ty Humphrey, or it appears that they'll be going with Ty Humphrey at quarterback. And Joey Newton, who will run everything out of the Wildcat. And that's how they pretty much ran the second quarter, Chris. Yeah, I believe they're going to have to do that in the third and fourth quarter. Not really any other options, but really effective. 129 yards total offense, 99 rushing. Uh, they actually held Defiance to only 81 total yards. Obviously, Defiance had a really nice drive put together for the score early in that first half. Held Defiance to, uh, on, on the rushing game, 31 yards. Uh, so really good job by the defense. Again, Joey Newton, eight carries, 52 yards. Mariona McKenzie, 10 carries for 39 yards. And Siobhan McGriff, 5 carries for 25 yards. I think you're going to see Newton, McKenzie, and McGriff carry the ball a ton for the Lions in the second half. Chris, I think this is one of these games where you don't want to fall behind. I don't think you can afford to. I mean, you're basically, like you said, you're piecing together your offense as you go drive by drive. So it's important for the Lions defense to continue to battle and to help this offense out in any way they can. So the Lions will drop back set to return. It'll be Austin Price and Zakeem Hunley back to return this kickoff for the Lions as we open up the third quarter of play. Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen. 
And it will be Markovitz getting ready to kick this one off from left to right as he approaches the football and we're underway here in the third quarter taken in by Price at the 20 25 cuts it to the middle 30 35 40 switches hands 45 50 he's going to be inside the 40 and stopped right there as he gets run out of bounds near the 40 yard line nice return by Austin Price exactly what the Lions needed to start the second half Price and Hunley have done a great job on the punt returns and the kickoff returns and that brings the Lions out into Defiance territory to open up to second half. And it will be let's see, Ty Humphrey at quarterback. Humphrey in that first half three of four passing for 30 yards. But he went in and out with Joey Newton at the quarterback spot. Newton is on the sideline right now and if they stay with, with what they did in the second quarter they'll just alternate. Hand off up the middle to Mariano McKenzie inside the 40. Down to the 37-yard line for a gain of about three. If you're defiance, they got eight in the box, and then they're man-to-man on the outside. Obviously not expecting the mount to throw the football, so man-to-man on the two guys on the outside, and then eight in the box to try to stuff the run. Well, McGriff is back into the ball game as McKenzie leaves, but Humphrey stays in a quarterback. Lions are going to go, I think, mainly with a two-tight end set the rest of this game. It's second down, call it a long seven yards to go. Hand off to McGriff off the right side, and he'll take it down to about the 35-yard line. That's a gain of a close to three, and it's third down, five yards to go as Rutcherson comes in, and now Joey Newton will come in in the Wildcat. Newton, number two. He did not attempt to pass, although it did look at one time like he was going to throw the ball. But he ended up tucking it under and getting hit with a sack. But he did not attempt to pass in that first half. Ken Hall goes out wide to the right. Brock slot right. Two tight ends set on the right. Rutgerson goes out wide to the left. Empty backfield with Newton. Newton rolls out to the right. He is going to throw the ball. And it's complete to Brock <laughs> at the 27. And he ducks out of bounds at about the 26-yard line. That's going to be a first down after a completion of nine yards for Joey Newton. Nice tight spiral. They got him rolling out of the pocket on the far side of the field. He finds Brock on an out route for the first down. Newton to Brock, something we didn't think we would say at the beginning of this season. <laughs> First and ten, ball at the 26-yard line of Defiance. Lines just outside the red zone. Newton still the quarterback. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the far hash mark. Newton's going to keep it right up the middle. Inside the 20, spins forward to the 16-yard line. He's close to a first down. I think he's got 11, but a flag has been thrown at the line of scrimmage by the side judge. And we'll wait and see what the penalty will be. There is no foul for illegal formation. The formation is good. Well, well after they discussed it, the formation they decided yeah, was good by the Lions. And that'll be a nine-yard run by Newton. And it brings up second down and a yard. Ball resting at about the 18-yard line. Again, two tight ends set. Powell on the line, tight end right, right behind him, Hayden Bell. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. High snap, Newton's going to keep it. He's got the first down inside the 15, and he spins forward inside the 10, keeps pushing, and he'll be dropped just inside the 10-yard line. He's got the first down and about six yards more 
and it will be first and goal for the Lions just inside the 10-yard line. Credit the offensive line for blocking, opening up holes for Joey Newton, and once he hits a hole, he hits it hard. He's got speed. He's cutting. He's getting big chunk yards. Puts him up over 70 yards on the day rushing. Chris, this is one of those games that you just got to tell the offensive line, you got to do it for us today. Humphrey back into the ball game. Hand off to Mariano McKenzie behind the left guard, Andrew Weeks, and he's going to take it down near the six. McKenzie on the That'll be a gain of about three for Mo McKenzie. Contact. McGriff comes back in with Newton. On the and we've got a man down. That's Sam Martin. Martin is down, and immediately the Lions were yelling at the sideline to get a trainer in. He's been dealing with a sprained ankle for the last couple of weeks, Chris, and they are looking at that ankle, it appears. Yeah, it looks like a couple players shaking up on the play, coming up off the pile, and not a good look for 66 in blue, and I hope he's okay. Well, if you've got to go with your backup at left tackle, that would be Michael Corrado. Corrado, the freshman out of Moeller. And they always seem to send out some good linemen. And Corrado will get his chance here today. Michael, 6'2", 245-pound freshman. And looks like they're calling for the ambulance to come out on the field, Dave. So this is... Not and, a good sign for the Lions. Well, immediately the Lions came up and yelled at the sideline to bring the trainer in. And it it is the left leg as far as we could see, Chris. But like we said, he's been dealing with that sprained ankle. But when you bring in the ambulance, you hate to speculate, but it's never a good thing. So there's an official timeout on the field for the injury. We're going to take a timeout also. 11.59 left to go in this third quarter of play. It is Mount St. Joseph 10, Defiance 7 on Ultimate Sports Talk. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization. If I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? 
You can remember that it worked. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. It's time for more home cooking next Saturday as the Mount St. Joseph Lions are back home at Schuler Field and hosting the Anderson Ravens in another Heartland Conference contest. The Lions continue their march to the conference title and the Ravens stand in their way. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Chris Morris and I next week as the Lions Rewind starts our broadcast day at 1230, pregame is at 1, and the kickoff at 1.30. Mount up next week as the Lions host the Anderson Ravens only on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, as they get ready and prepare to take Sam Martin off in the ambulance, Chris, a really good sportsmanship-like situation here as both teams are huddled around Sam Martin as they've got him on the stretcher and we're going to take him off on the ambulance. Yeah, it looks like a good gesture. Both teams, sportsmen out there, giving Martin every, all the positive thoughts that they can and just a tough situation for the senior. Hate to speculate what it is, but as we said, he has been really battling with an ankle sprain but this one appears to be a little bit more serious than just an ankle sprain as they've got him in the boot and they'll take him off on the stretcher but this one boy what else can happen today i mean you lose your quarterback you lose your left tackle i mean it's just it has not been a good trip into northwest ohio no it's just one of those days that you again adversity hits Injuries happen as part of the game, and uh, you have to find a t- find a way to rally around each other, especially right now, as your senior left tackle goes down, and uh, it's still a tight ball game, ten to seven. You got to find a way to rally and uh, continue to fight for him and for your team, and continue to win, and, and still try to make a push. And uh, really good gesture by both teams right there. We really appreciate Defiance doing that, and obviously the Mount supporting uh, their their teammate, their brother. And a really good gesture by both teams right there for Sam Martin. You know, it was really nice before the ball game, Ernest Wilson came up here, the interim head coach of Defiance, and he was walking into the press area, and he walked by us outside the press area and, and uh, talked to us just for a quick second. But, I mean, that was just ten minutes before the ball game, as they will put Sam Martin in the ambulance and take him to... Mercy Health Center here in Defiance, which, by the way, folks, I know it's an excellent hospital up here in the area. And let's see who is going to take the place. It'll either be Peeler or Corrado at left tackle. And just what the Lions did not... 78 Peeler, Alex Peeler. So Peeler will come in at left tackle... Got Peeler listed at 6'4", 300 pounds, a freshman, Knoxville, Tennessee. Going to get an opportunity in this ball game. So Peeler will come in at left tackle, number 78, in place of Martin. And you're going to lose a lot of experience on that left side. I mean, it started out with Josh Taylor, and then you... You end up losing your backup quarterback, Tyler Prather, today, and now the left tackle is gone. The Lions have already been piecemealing this game plan as they go along, Chris. I mean, it's 
it's been one where they've almost taken it one play at a time, one down at a time. That's exactly what you have to do in a situation like that. Uh, again, you're you're fighting for each other. You're fighting for the team. And uh, in order to, to continue to have a great season that you're having, you still got to take care of business. you got to still buckle up and play some football here in this second half. Yeah, at the end of the year, nobody cares. Nobody cares that you were injured. Right. Either it's a W or an L, and that's where we're at right now. So Peeler in at left tackle. He's going to be covered up by Powell, who's in at tight end. Lions are going with a two, almost a three tight end set now. McGriff in the backfield with Joey Newton on second and goal from the six. Handoff goes to McGriff. No, Newton now is going to throw over the middle, and it is incomplete to Hayden Bell. He tried to throw the Tim Tebow jump pass, but it fell short of Hayden Bell, and it brings up third down and goal to go from the six. Yeah, nice call right there by offensive Caleb Correll. Just Newton got pressure there on the defensive line for defiance and just underthrew it. He had Bell open in the middle of the end zone, just underthrew him for the touchdown. So it'll be third down, goal to go. McGriff in the backfield. At one tight end for the Lions. They've got a three tight end set is Nathan Martz. And the pass into the corner of the end zone. It's going to be to Zakeem Hunley. It is incomplete over his head, but the flag is thrown, and it will be pass interference against Defiance. Tried to go one-on-one in the corner of the end zone with Hunley, and he's a big target, and uh, they were able to get the pass interference call on Defiance. That'll open up a first and goal. They'll bring Newton back into the ballgame. They'll put it at the two-yard line, first and goal for the Lions. Boy, big call there. And the Lions catch it at the two-yard line. And it'll be first and goal. And it'll be Joey Newton at quarterback again at the Wildcat. I don't know if you can call it Wildcat anymore, Chris. Dave, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it might be the women's volleyball team that just showed up over on the Mount side. I think you're right. And Newton is going to take the handoff, and he is going to be hit and dropped. Maurice right Brewer. Defiance sent the kitchen sink. Yeah, number 31, Maurice Brewer, came in, and a big hit on Joey Newton. Big-time play by the defense for Defiance. Takes it back to the seven, and it'll be second and goal for the Lions. Defiance, they're almost daring the Mount to throw the football right now, which is probably the way if you were coaching the Yellow Jackets, that's what you'd want to do. Bell tight end right. Powell tight end left. Cam York single receiver out to the left-hand side. Newton's going to keep it around the left side. Gets a block from McGriff. What a block. Inside the five, down at the two. Boy, McGriff took out two guys around that left side on the block, and it opened it up to get it down to the two for Newton. Got a couple players shaking up from Defiance. 31, Maurice Brewer shaking up on the play. You mentioned McGriff threw a big block to allow Newton to get onto the outside corner. And that was right against the man who is down for the Yellow Jackets. Well, we mentioned before the play, Dave, looked to be uh, the Lions women's volleyball team defeated Defiance today, three sets to zero, and they have shown up into the back of the end zone to support the Lions football team this afternoon, so really cool to see them get the win against Defiance and then show up over here at the football stadium to well, cheer on the Lions. Wednesday night, they're taking on Transylvania, and if they win, they'll get a share of the Heartland Conference title now. And it's going to be blue out that night at 7 o'clock at the Harrington Center, and I know the entire football team is planning on being there. 
Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm going to try to get down yep. there on Wednesday night and uh, support this women's volleyball team. They're having an outstanding season. Uh, women's soccer having an outstanding season in the HCAC, 6-0. and uh, We've got some big games coming up for them. And obviously the football program doing some good things. Coach Hopperton and his program. 10:56. We figured the second half would take for would not take very long because both teams would be running. But boy, I'll tell you what, we played just four minutes and four seconds, and it has seemed to take about a half an hour. Good to see Maurice Brewer get up and walk out yeah. on his own. We don't need any more injuries on either side today. So here we go. Lions with it. Third down goal from about the three-yard line. Newton in at quarterback. McGriff to his right. Trips out to the right. Dropping back Newton. And the play is stopped. And I think you're going to have a legal procedure called against the Lions. And it will be. Boy, you just cannot have. False start against the Lions. You just cannot have these penalties. Playing short-handed yeah, like that's you are. a couple times now where we've been in down inside the ten, and they've uh, costly penalties have knocked us out. And uh, this is a big top for Defiance to keep this a one-possession game. You don't want to give up a touchdown here. The sidelines jumping. They've got the crowd into it here at Defiance. Only a 10-7 game as the 0-6 Yellow Jackets look to get the first win of the season. Newton at quarterback. He's got York and Ayler out to the left. Rock. Is out to the right along with Ken Hall. McGriff in the ball game. Newton running it to the right, rolling out to the right, looking into the end zone. Steps up, gets hit, and drops. Back Maurice to the 17 Brewer. yard line. Brewer got him. 31 came flying off the field. Big stop for Defiance. And the Lions will kick the field goal here or attempt it with Farbsey. But that ended up being about a 13 yard loss, Chris. Back to the 16 yard line. They're going to say officially a loss of 10 as they put it at the 16. They'll spot the ball at the 23-yard line. So this will be a 33-yard attempt. Ball on the far hash mark, and right now no win. Farsing with Rutgerson, the holder. Low snap. Rutgerson gets it down. Low line drive. Kick is up, and it is good. 9.45 to go in the third quarter. The Lions increase their lead. It's Mount St. Joseph 10, excuse me, 13, and Defiance 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, Chris, a couple of weekends in a row, and we've had some ugly football games, and this is one of them that the Lions, if they can come away with this, they really need to... Pat themselves on the back. I agree. You just have to find ways to win. Again, Defiance is feeling confident. It's a one-possession game in the third quarter, but the Lions have to find a way to win, and stepping up on the defensive side of the football starts now. Martin will receive the kickoff from Farsing at his own five-yard line. Cuts to the middle to the 10. Now the near side. 15. He's dropped right there. 
Gavin Watson came up and picked up the tackle on Martin, and it'll be first and ten for Defiance at their own 15. 9.40 to go in this third quarter, and it's the first possession by Defiance in this second half. Talked about how good this defense has been for the Lions, and it's a time for them to step up in this ball game and make some couple plays, get off the field, shorten the field for the offense, maybe a couple turnovers. Need to lean on this defense here in the second half. Going out wide to the left-hand side for Defiance is Salah Edwards, the sophomore wide receiver from Atlanta, Georgia. Quarterback into the ball game is Jordan Ambrose. He took over on the third series of the first quarter play, and he's been at QB ever since. He drops back, looks over the middle, not drops out of the pocket. He's going to run it across the 15 and drop right at the 20-yard line. Anthony Wright comes up and lays a heck of a hit on the quarterback. He's slow to get up. Defensive line caused him to have some pressure, stepped up in the pocket. Anthony Wright lays a big-time hit on him. Edwards comes out wide to the right along with Goss and also Martin out to the left hand side Shahid their leading receiver Moody in the backfield with Ambrose on second and five handoff to Biggums excuse me and Biggums is going to drag looks like Stevenson forward no check at John Finn picked up the ankle tackle after a gain of four and brings up third in the yard at the 24 yard line Bigham's leading defiance in the carries was seven on the ball game. And on our two deep, we had Antonio yeah. Dennis Jr., and he has not got a carry yet in today's ball game. He has not been in the game here today. 8.35 to go in the third, and the handoff goes to Bigham's. Check that Moody. Moody breaks into the clear. He's to the 50, the 40, the 30. He's being chased down by Noah Abel, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 15-yard line. 61-yard run. Moody was able to get a hole on the left side of the line, and big-time gain for Defiance all the way down inside the 15-yard line, and that's the type of play Defiance has needed offensively. Boy, Moody just broke it right into the clear and got behind the secondary, and Noah Abel, with all his speed, ran it down. First and 10 at the 15-yard line of the mound. Going out wide to the left is Martin. Edwards, wide to the left, excuse me. Now Martin moves to the slot. Ambrose has got Biggums to his right. Two receivers out on the near side. Dropping back Ambrose under a heavy blitz. He's going to get hit, gets away, and he's going to struggle forward to the line of scrimmage and be dropped just inside the 15, about a half-yard game. Great pressure by Anthony right there. He was able to get into the backfield, make Ambrose step up, and the defensive line finished off the play. If you're the Lions' defense, you have to hold defiance to three points right here. 7.35 and running left to go in the third quarter. Lamont leads at 13-7 in what has turned out to be a struggle here in Defiance County. Ambrose with Biggums off to his right-hand side. Got receivers out wide on both sides. He'll take the snap. Ambrose drops back, steps up, throws over the middle, complete on the play, and that's to Edwards. Edwards takes it down to the five. Just a quick little drag right to, to Edwards, number 15, across the field. All, all the way down to the five, and Price with the tackle. And that's a first down, so it's first and goal for Defiance. 
13-7 the mound. 6.55 left to go in the third quarter. Edwards wide left. Martin wide left to the slot. Ambrose handoff to Biggums up the middle, hit right at the line and stopped right there. Good individual tackle by the Lions down underneath. And it looked to be maybe Finn, possibly Noah Hammond. They were both in on the tackle. No gain on the play. Second down a goal from the five as Goss comes back into the ball game. 6-18 left in the third. Bigham's in the backfield still. To the left of Ambrose, ball in the near hash mark. Shahid is wide to the right, dropping back Ambrose, looking to his left, throws it out into the flat. The Biggums gets hit behind the line, spins forward away from the tackle, hit right at the five. He'll be dropped right there for no gain again. Great pursuit by the Lions defense. A little out pass to Biggums. Was able to come up and make a tackle and bring up third and goal from the five. Good swarming defense. They all went for the ball by the Lions. And with 5.45 and running left to go in this third quarter, it's a six-point Lions lead. Bigham's out of the ball game. Gashawn Moody is back in at running back. Goss is to the slot right. Shahid wide right for defiance. They've got receivers out wide on the far side. Dropping back the quarterback. Looks upfield. Now steps into the pocket to the five, to the three. Dives forward. He'll be stopped right at the two on good pursuit again by the Lions defense. And it's fourth and goal for De- Defiance. Dave, you got to think Defiance is going to go for this right here. They're sending in the big lineup to help on the offensive line. From the two-yard line, they're going to go for it on fourth down. How much bigger can they get across that front line? <laughs> For crying out loud, they, they average 305 pounds, but they even get bigger. They're going two tight ends. Ambrose, the quarterback, on fourth and goal from the two. Hand off to Moody. Moody near the goal line. He is, let's see, there's no signal by the officials. They come in, and it is a touchdown. They brought in the big package, and Moody follows the offensive line for a touchdown for Defiance as they look to take the lead with the extra point. 4.42 left to go in this third quarter, and we are knotted up at 13. Moody had the big run on that drive, set up the touchdown, and Defiance, is their confidence, Dave, as we talked, let them stick around. They take the lead here, possibly, and it's going to let their confidence sky high as we're deep into the third quarter. Markovich, who is 8 for 8 in extra points, will attempt it. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 4.42 left to go in this third quarter, and we're in a dogfight. Your score, Defiance 14, the Lions 13 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Well, as we said earlier in this quarter, this might have been one of these games where you cannot afford to fall down on the scoreboard, and the Lions have done just that. They are down now by a point, 14-13, 442. Left to go in the third. 
you, men- you mentioned it, Dave. It's a dogfight. The crowd's back into it, and uh, that's a big momentum shift for Defiance, taking the lead, 14-13. The big run by Moody set up that touchdown drive, topped off on the run, and now you get to find out a little bit about this Lions offensive line, the offense of Joey Newton, Mariona McKenzie, and Shivante McGriff. We've got to lean on this offensive line to try to take back the lead in a big game for the Lions right now. 14-13 defiance. Can't tell you how long it's been. I think, and don't hold me to this, but it might be game three, the last time defiance actually saw a lead in a football game, and that was against Alfred State. But they lead it by a point now, and they've got all the confidence in the world that they can upset the first place Mount St. Joseph Lions. Goal right now, just get out of here with the W. Markovich will kick it off, and he approaches it, and it's a sideline kick that will hit at the 15, picked up by Price at the 15, to the 20, up the near side, to the face 30, mask. face mask will be called, flags fly in all over the place, and Price will be run out of bounds at about the 36-yard line. Yeah, you could tack on more yardage on that on a face mask, and that's one positive from today, Dave, if you want to take something, is the kickoff return and the punt returns have been really good between Price and Hunley. It has been special teams today for the Lions. They've even got two field goals today. Face mask, the penalty. That's a personal foul now on all face masks. And that will mark them up 15 yards near midfield. And they'll put it right at the 49-yard line in Defiance territory. Peeler in at left tackle for the Lions. Weeks at left guard. Maeve at center. Corrado is at right guard. They kept him right there. And Kandra at right tackle. In a quarterback is Humphrey. Handoff goes off to McKenzie. Stutters to the right across the 45. And he's going to be run out of bounds near the 40-yard line after about a nine-yard gain. He'll be shy of the first down by a couple of football lengths right at the 40 of defiance. Nice gain by Mariona McKenzie. I've got him at 12 carries for 45 yards. He was able to get around the edge on the far side of the field and pick up nine yards. Humphrey still in a quarterback as they've got Kenholm out wide to the left, hand off to McKenzie off the left side, and he'll take it inside the 40 to the 37-yard line, a first down after a three-yard game. Nice job by McKenzie now. 14 carries, 57 yards on the day. Ball resting at the 37-yard line as this defiance crowd urging on their defense. Two tight ends set for the Lions. Humphrey still the quarterback. Hand off to McGriff. McGriff off the left side. Gets upended, and he is taken down inside the 35 at the 34-yard line. This is becoming a very physical ball game as Defiance has got their confidence up, got the lead. Their defensive line, linebackers, safeties flying to the football as they know the Lions are going to try to keep it on the ground. Gain of about two, maybe three yards on the carry. It'll be second down, a long seven. Humphrey staying in for the longest play amount that he has a quarterback here today. 
Coming out to the left-hand side is Kinhall. Hand off to McKenzie. McKenzie hit behind the line, and he's going to be hit and swarmed by five Yellow Jackets and dropped for a two-yard loss. Boy, I tell you what, Dave, 31, Maurice Price. He's 6'3", 260. The senior for Defiance is having a heck of a ball game. So it'll be third down nine, and Humphrey will stay in the ball game. McGriff comes out, Mariano McKenzie back in. Ball back at the 36-yard line. Third down nine for the Lions, 2.45 left to go in the third. Again, two tight ends set. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Lions. Humphrey drops straight back. Looks up the left side. He's got Ken Hall in the end zone, and it's going to be incomplete. No pass interference penalty. And it'll be fourth down, and the Lions, I believe, will bring in the punting unit. Nice coverage on the play. Cornerback number 20, senior Daryl Walker. You really thought that was good contact? I didn't think he ever looked back at the ball. I didn't think he looked back, but he barely made contact with Ken Hall in the end zone. The flag stayed in the pocket of the referee and now Murray's set to punt for the Lions and hope to pin Defiance back in their own zone and hope this defense can make some plays for us. So I was looking for the penalty because he never looked back, just stuck his hands up in the air and coming in to return the ball will be Deontay Fowler. Murray gets a coffin corner kick that'll hit at the ten, bounce inside the five, come to a stop at Great about the one yard line, just shy of the goal line. Wow. 35 and a half yard punt. Wow, Ryan Murray, that is exactly what we needed at this time. Way to deliver, young man. Nice job by Ryan Murray. We, you know, we haven't talked a lot about Ryan. This is the first year he has punted. He's done a really good job. Outstanding. Came in averaging just shy of 40 yards a kick. Ryan Murray, two-sport athlete at the mount, plays baseball, obviously the punter on the football team. Set the defense up for a great spot here to make a difference in this ball game as Defiance will start in their own end zone. Just shy of the goal line, inside the one. Ambrose in the backfield with Gashawn Moody. Now Ambrose is going to go up under center, and he is going to run the sneak, and he's going to get hit at about the one, maybe get out to about the two-yard line where they'll spot him after a yard game. You got to think here for the defense, three and out, at least get good field position for the offense to start back around the 40 or 50, see what the defense can do here for the Lions. We need them in a big spot right now. Two minutes left to go in this third quarter, 14-13 defiance. Wind blowing right into the faces of Ambrose and the Yellow Jackets. High snap. Ambrose gets it off to Moody. Moody's going to take it out to about the four where he's gang tackled. They're going to give him the five. That's a gain of three, and it'll bring up third down and about six yards to go. Third down, a long six, short seven. Lions doing some shuttling on defense, and so Defiance is moving some people around on offense. Still out of the end zone, Ambrose out of the shotgun. Looking things over, he's got Biggums in the backfield with him. Mike Martin, slot right. Edwards, wide right. They're looking over. I don't think Defiance has got enough players on the field. They're going to have to take a timeout. They don't. They were so disorganized on offense, I don't think they had enough players on the field, Chris. A minute left to go. 
That'll be the first time out here in the second half by Defiance. Well, the Lions right now need to pin their ears back and hold Defiance right here in this end of the field. Depending on what happens with this play and this drive right here, you may look back at that Ryan Murray punt as a tipping point of this ball game. As we have in a couple of other games this year. Taking a quick look at the scoreboard. 17-0 Franklin over Anderson. Rose Holman 57-7 in the third quarter against Manchester. Boy, the fighting engineers are rolling up a lot of points this year. And Bluffton is down 34-0 to Hanover in the third quarter of play. Anderson is down to Franklin. 17 nothing comes to town next week. Yeah, out of the Division One Top 25 scoreboard, UC beats Navy 27-20. Oklahoma beats Kansas 35-23. Michigan defeats Northwestern 33-7. And Penn State and Illinois 10-10 in overtime. What was the score of the Michigan game? 33-7. They got a win. It's over? No, they're still playing. Okay. Third down, six yards to go for Defiance. They've got two backs in the backfield now with Ambrose. Ambrose is going to drop back into the end zone. Blitz, he's going to get hit as he throws. It's incomplete. Edwards wanted a penalty called against Austin Price, but no flag was thrown, and Defiance will be forced to punt the ball away from their own end zone. Defense did their job right there, Dave, on the punt by Murray. Three and out. Hundley will be back to return the punt, and the Lions look to have great field position on the next drive. Rick Thompson rolled the dice and went with the blitz on that and made Ambrose throw it before he was ready. Looked like the DB and the receiver's ankles got tangled up. Good no call by the referee. Markovich with his heels against the back end of the end zone. Zakeem Hundley at about his 40. Wind blowing right into Markovich's face. Good snap. He'll get it away. It's a high, short kick that'll hit at the 20, take a mount, bounce at the 25, and it'll be downed at about the 24-yard line. Couldn't ask for a better situation if you're the Lions. They're going to say it was initially touched by Defiance at the 20. So the Lions will get the ball at the Defiance 20-yard line with 43.3 seconds to go in this third quarter, down by a point, 14-13. Two tight ends set again for the Lions. Mariano McKenzie in the backfield. Humphrey the quarterback. Ayler wide right. Brock slot right. Kenholm out to the left-hand side. Humphrey, fake handoff. Looks over the middle. Throws it into the end zone. He's got a man. It is incomplete. Over the head of Austin Brock. Flag down at the line of scrimmage. So a flag down at the line of scrimmage. And let's see what that is. On first and ten. And it appears that it's going to be against the mount. As we're still waiting for a preliminary call. Ineligible receiver downfield on the offense. Second down. Well, here we go again with the ineligible man downfield. They at least have to call that once a game on the lines. Well, I guess been the trend anyways this year. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 21-yard line. Dropping back Humphrey, rolling out to the right. 
looking into the end zone. He's got a receiver still with the ball. Throws it forward. Got hit as he threw. And it is incomplete. And it'll bring up third down. Once again, number 31, Maurice Brewer on the pressure. Guys, staying in the backfield so far for Defiance. Brewer has either been injured or sacking somebody today. Guy's been all over the field. He reminds me of Anthony Wright on our side of the football, but 31 and white, Maurice Brewer is a football player, guys. He is outstanding for these Yellow Jackets. Now Joey Newton into the ball game, looking for a Wildcat situation on third and ten. Right behind him out of the pistol is Mariano McKenzie on third and ten. Fake handoff. Newton is going to keep it around the left side. Got a block. Inside the 25 to the 20. And he'll be brought down near the 14-yard line. And it'll be fourth down and about three yards to go. And the Lions will bring in Kyle Farsing to attempt the field goal and give them the lead. Probably won't get this playoff, Dave, until nope. the end of the third quarter, so it'll probably be a field goal attempt to start the start of the fourth quarter. And that'll do it here at the end of the third. The officials now finally, after the play clock had been at 0-0 for about five seconds, blew the play dead, and that'll do it at the end of the third quarter. Your scores, we head to the final 15 minutes. It's Defiance 14, the Mount 13 on Ultimate Sports Talk. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents. And that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover 3 today to get pre-approved. 312-248-43. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, as we open up this fourth quarter of play, the Lions are going to go for the field goal. It'll be spotted at the 21. It's a 31-yard attempt. Defiance with a one-point lead. Farsing will be kicking into the wind. Rutgerson the holder. Good snap. Ball is down. Kick is blocked. Boy, they got a great pressure on the kicker, and Hayden Bell will track it down near the 45-yard line, and Defiance turns the Lions away. There is a flag on the play, but it looks to be after the blocked field goal. Not sure who came in and blocked it, Chris, but boy, he got it. Yeah, he got in quick. No, fl- looks like the flag is back on the 30-yard line. Happened after the block. Be interested. Play is a block kick. Defiance ball. Sideline warning on defiance. There is no yardage associated with this. This is their first. So it's warning. a sideline warning against the Yellow Jackets. And the biggest thing out of all of that, Dave, about the block field goal is Defiance opens up the possession on the 50-yard line. Yep. 
talked about it in the pregame. If you let a team stick around into the fourth quarter and get this confidence that Defiance has, bad things can happen for the Lions. With a 14-13 lead, Defiance opens up at the 50-yard line. And playing with the offense that they're playing with right now, the Lions, not a good comeback team. Ambrose, he's going to keep it around the left-hand side, gives it off to Biggums, and Biggums is going to be dropped for about a two-yard loss. Right now, it's up to the defense, Chris. They just dropped Biggums for a two-yard loss. It'll be second down 12. Have to have the defense step up in a situation. Declan Brophy in on the tackle. Haven't called his name much today. HCAC Defensive Player of the Week. But as you said, Dave, we need the defense to step up big here to get the ball back to the offense as we're down 14-13, 14 minutes to go. Second down, 12 yards to go. Ball back at the 46-yard line in Mount Territory. Moody is the running back. To the left of Ambrose. Ball in the near hash mark. Ambrose drops back. Bobbled the snap. Now he steps up into the pocket. He's going to run. He's got some room. He's going to be tracked down from behind by Noah Hammond. But he's got the first down in Mount Territory at the 40-yard line. Well, now wait a second. Did you see what I just saw? He did not have the first down. He had to get to the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 41. He had to get to the 40. And they gave him the first down anyway. They actually had to move the sticks backwards. So it's a first down for Defiance. And Ambrose hands it off to Moody. And Moody's going to get hit for a two-yard loss. Jonathan Finn in on the tackle, 22. Moody on the carry. Finn. Back at the 43-yard line. Well, now they're going to say he's back at the 42. And it'll be second down, call it 11 yards to go. Tight formation now. They send trips out to the near side. Ambrose looking things over. Ambrose has Moody off to the right of him. Ball on the far hash mark. Check that. That's Biggums. Ambrose is going to throw out to the left. It is complete to Martin. Martin is going to struggle forward. He's down at about the 43, maybe the 42-yard line by Anthony Wright and Noah Abel. And it'll be no gain on the play. Third down and 11 still. Ball at the 42-yard line. Hustling into the lineup for the Lions is Brady Buller. Shahid goes out wide to the left-hand side. Martin is out wide to the left-hand side. Biggums is the running back off to the right. Defiance playing without their leading rusher today, Freeman. And they've been alternating running backs today. Biggums in right now. Dropping back Ambrose on third and 11. Steps up, throws over the to the right side. Complete on the play to Martin. He's close to the first down. And where they've got him spotted, he's got it. Near the 30-yard line. Just outside the 30. And it'll be a first down for Defiance, I believe. Yeah, the is calling for it. It is a first down. 11.58 and running. Left to go. Defiance moving the football. 14-13 Yellow Jackets. Ball just shy of the 30-yard line. Now Moody's back into the ball game at running back. Ambrose will take the snap. And he'll hand it off to Moody right up the middle. He'll break it inside the 30 to the 25-yard line. He'll be stopped right there at the 25. That's a gain of about six. Second and four. 
Boy, the Lions defense needs to come up with a big play right now. Need a turnover if possible. Defiance is in complete control right now. Tick Clock's ticking. 14-13 lead into Mount Territory. Taking their sweet time offensively, letting the clock run down. 11.05 left to go and running in this game. Lions down by a point. Ambrose, hand off to Biggums. Biggums is going to get hit behind the line, nice. and he's going to be dropped at the 28-yard line again. That man, Anthony Wright. Although John Finn came in and got him at first. That's what I was getting ready to say, Dave. Finn and, and Wright in on the making the play on, on the running back for Defiance. And again, this defense needs to step up big on a third down. Eight yards to go, loss of three on the play. Moody is going to stay in the ball game. He's in the backfield now with Biggums as they go with the two-back set. Jelani Hall, we haven't called his name a lot today, is in. Now Moody's going to leave the ball game. Martin comes back in. Hall goes out slot right. Martin slot left. The receiver's out wide. Moody, excuse me, that is Biggums, and now a timeout is going to be called by Defiance. Yeah, play clock was running down. They had to call that timeout. Offense wasn't timeout. set, ready to go. Defiance. Well, here we go. 10-14 left to go in the ballgame, Chris, and we have got a one-point Defiance lead. Just looking over the stats real quick. Total yardage, Defiance 194 yards for the Mount 174. Defiance passing 70 yards to the Lions 39. And in the rushing in the rushing yardage for the ball game. 124 for Defiance and 135 for the Lions. So the stats are very mirroring each other. Scoreboard is very close, 14-13. But if you're Defiance, you feel like you're kind of in control right now. Absolutely. 34-3, Hanover leading Bluffton in the fourth quarter of play. Rose Hallman winning easily 57-7 over Manchester. And it's 17-0, Franklin beating Anderson in the fourth quarter. Defiance using... Their second timeout of the half. They've got one left. The Lions will have all three of theirs left with 10-14 remaining. Down by a point. Starks playing the corner. Press coverage out on the left-hand side. Abel on this side at the other corner. Donaworth and Price are the safeties. And the Lions showing blitz on third down and along eight yards to go. Biggums playing up right, almost right behind the center just to the right of him. Snap, goes to Ambrose, steps up, throws over. Nice play by Anthony Wright to knock the pass away. Great coverage downfield. Anthony Wright was able to get a hand in and knock that pass down, and Defiance is going to stay on the field offensively and go for it on fourth and eight, ten minutes to go in the ball Time after time after time, Anthony Wright has come up with big play after big play. Need one more stop here for the defense. Big play, and now Defiance is going to bring in the field goal unit. I believe, nope, they're going to punt the ball away. Are they? No, they're going to bring they're in the field goal. They decided late, but the play clock's okay. down to 10. And it's down. They're going to be spotted at the 37-yard line. We saw him kicking 42-yarders earlier. Markovich going for the field goal. 37-yard attempt, 47-yard attempt, and that's going to be wide to the right. No good. Lions defense holds. They are still down by a point. Ten minutes, five seconds remaining. This is not what we signed up for here today, Chris. 
it's just one of those gritty games you got to find a way to win and the Lions have an opportunity to go down the field 10 minutes to go down one Joey Newton in a quarterback you can't call it the Wildcat anymore not with him being back there and doing what he has done today two tight end set this one has been successful for the Lions they've got receivers out wide on both sides no running back Newton is going to keep it himself and now the flag is thrown by the side judge and it's a legal procedure against the Lions so that will knock the Lions back five yards and instead of having it at the 30 or at the 29 yard line offense number 64 Five-yard penalty. It'll be placed at the 24-yard line, 29-yard line. Back to the 24-yard line, so it'll be first and 15. Not the way you want to start the drive. Newton again. Receivers out wide on both sides, two tight ends set. Here comes the blitz. Newton's going to keep it around the left-hand side, and he's going to struggle out to about the 29-yard line, the original line of scrimmage. Gain of five for Newton. And it's second down, 10 yards to go. Brock's back into the ball game, so's Ken Halt. Ayler goes out wide to the right. Again, the two tight ends set. They run the tight ends off to the strong side. Bell on the line right now. Now Ayler backs off the line. Powell right behind Bell. Dropping back is Newton. He's going to run it right up the middle. Got some green to the 30, to the 35, out near the 40-yard line. He's got a gain of close to 10 yards, and he's close to a first down. Yeah, it looks like they're going to spot him just short of the first down, but Newton making things happen in that quarterback position today. Third down, about a football length. Nope, they're going to give it to him. First down. Enough yardage on the play for a Lions first down. Well, what taketh away also giveth. And they gave us the first down on that one. Newton's still the quarterback. Two tight ends set. Again, first and ten. Newton keeps it up the middle to the 45, to the 50. He's got 11 and a first down for the Lions. Inside Defiance territory near the 49-yard line. Joey Newton is going to be the story of this ball game coming in. He's up over 80 yards rushing, coming in as Wildcat slash quarterback for the Lions as Prather was out early in the first half. First and ten Lions at the 49 of Defiance. Newton again out of the shotgun. Takes it off the left side. Behind Peeler, the left tackle. And he'll take it to the 47-yard line for a gain of a couple. Lions are going empty backfield and just letting Newton take this ball game into his hands. Yeah, just putting the pressure on that offensive line, trying to open up holes for Newton. Newton's going to check out of the ball game. He probably needs a breather. Humphrey's going to come in. And so's McKenzie. Mo McKenzie into the ball game. Austin Brock and Ayler out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Ken Holt wide left. Two tight ends set again. McKenzie behind Humphrey. Humphrey's going to throw the ball. It is complete out to the sideline, but they're going to say that Ken Holt was out of bounds when he caught the football, so it's incomplete. It's one of those throws that... Humphrey wishes he had back. Yeah, he had Ken Holt open on the outside, far side, and just underthrew him. Big stat of the day, one catch for Austin Brock today. Watch where Defiance's corners are playing. Right now, they're about 12 yards off of the Lions receivers. Anything quick, 
the Lions could complete if they can get the ball out to the sideline. Third down, eight. Dropping back Humphrey. He's going to throw it out to the sideline, and he overthrew Ken Hall incomplete. Humphrey's pass again falls incomplete. And it'll be punting time now for the Lions as they will kick it away. And hope they can pin Defiance back in their own territory with 7.54 remaining to go in the game. 14-13. Defiance leads by a point. Ryan Murray needs another gem here. He'll be punting it away from his 47. Personal protector is Anthony Wright. Back set to return for Defiance is Deontay Fowler. Kick is a nice kick. Hits about the 20, but takes a Defiance bounce, and it'll be downed at the 25-yard line. And that's where Defiance will take over first and 10 at their own 25. Just a 22-yard punt. Defiance will take over first and 10. Well, now it's up to the Lions' defense. Lions cannot afford to give up two or three first downs in this drive. They cannot. We've continued to ask for the defense to make plays and if we can get a turnover. But if you're Defiance here, you're probably not going to put the ball in the air too much unless absolutely necessary. So Ambrose, the quarterback. To the left of him is Moody. Lions showing blitz. Ambrose gives it off to Moody. Moody's going to be hit right at the line and dropped right there. No gain. It's been second down that the Lions have had problems in the second half, Chris. Seven and a half remaining. Defiance playing the clock game. They could actually get this one down to about seven minutes before snapping the ball. 7.15 to go in the ball game. Defiance leads it by a point. Second down 10 from the 25 in Defiance territory. Ambrose is going to keep it himself. Gets shut off. Cuts it back up the middle to the 30. Takes it out to the 35-yard line. He's got 11 and a first down. Boy, oh boy, what a run by Ambrose. He flew lower his shoulder. He had pressure in the backfield, lower his shoulder. Got up through the line of scrimmage. Got a first down. Big first down for Defiance. Number nine, Ambrose, the quarterback. And like we said, could not give up a lot of first downs on this drive. Ball out to the 35-yard line, first and 10 for Defiance. They lead it by a point, 6.40 left to go. High snap, Ambrose hands it off around the left-hand side to Moody, and he's going to be run out of bounds near the 39-yard line. Gain of about four on the play for Moody, Deshaun Moody, who was a cornerback up until this week, and they moved him to running back. Because they knew Freeman was not going to play. Now Biggums will come in and Moody will leave. Second down, six yards to go. Ball at the 39-yard line. In defiance territory. Now Biggums is going to move to the left of Ambrose. Play clock down to five. 6.05 left to go in the game. Ambrose high snaps. Going to keep it around the right side. He's going to get hit by Wright on the blitz and drop back at the 32. Anthony Wright almost made it in there before Ambrose even had the ball. They're going to spot him down, Chris, at the 34. So instead of a loss of about four, which is what it should have been, it's a loss of one. So it brings up third down and 11. And you can bet... At least I would. Rick Thompson's going to send the the kitchen sink at Ambrose. Five and a half left to go in this game. 
Trips out to the near side. Ball in the center of the field. Right at the 34-yard line. Third and 11. They need to get to the 45. Ambrose with Biggums in the backfield. Drops back. There's a penalty flag. It's a legal procedure. False start against Defiance, and that will knock them back another five yards to the 29. Prior to start, number seven. Five-yard penalty, third down. So 518 left to go. Third down and 16 yards to go from the 29. Clock will start. And again, they can run it down under five minutes before they snap this ball. Ambrose looking things over on third and 16. He's going to take the snap. Drops back. Looks up the left side. Now steps up into the pocket. He's going to get hit as he throws. He throws it up for grabs. And it's going to be taken away and knocked away by Austin Price. Almost intercepted back inside the 40-yard line. But it's incomplete. And the Lions defense will hold and Defiance will punt it away. Lions are going to get another opportunity at this day. The defense stepped up big time and time again today. Defiance will have to punt the football as Hundley is back to return for the Lions with 4.54 to go, down 14-13. In to punt the football away now for Defiance is Matthew Bolanos. Bolanos, the punter. He is a sophomore, 6'2", 145 pounds, and now the referee has stopped the clock, and they're going to push the play clock back to 25. And now they'll set the play clock ready to go. Clock stopped, the game clock, at 4.54. Bolanos in to punt it away. Back set to return is Hunley. Good snap. Bolanos is going to get this one away. Hunley is going to take it in. At his 45, fumbled the football. Defiance is on it. Looked like Hunley just took his eyes off the football, Dave. He felt the pressure. He muffed the, fum- the, muffed the football, and Defiance falls on it around the 40-yard line in a crucial, crucial moment of this game. Well, I got a feeling right now, Chris, that the Lions are going to have to take their timeouts on defense. Boy, oh boy. That one hurt. Defiance has got it at the 39-yard line of the mound. Right now, the Lions need a three and out. Defensively, they've got to come up with a three and out. And now the Lions, because of the substitution situation, have to use a timeout on a dead ball situation. So they'll take a timeout. We will also 4.45 to go in this ball game. Your score, Defiance 14, the Mount 13 on Ultimate Sports Talk. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Boy, Chris, that one, that one really hurt. Yeah, just a tough situation. Your defense does a good job of getting off the football field and defiance punts the football. You're going to get it around the 40 yard line. Good field position. Hundley, uh, just took his eye off the football and muffed the punt. Defiance was able to fall on it near the 40. Now you're in a tough spot. You've only got two timeouts left. You're down 14, 13 with 4.45 to go and you can expect defiance to run the football. Now the Lions need a three and out. Turnover, three and out. You gotta get yep. a stop right now. Moody in the backfield with Ambrose on first and ten from the 39 of the mound. 
Handoff goes to Moody off the left-hand side, and he struggles forward. He's inside the 35, down to the 32. He's near a first down, gain of about seven on the carry. Nice push from the defense or from the defiance offensive line. Moody picks up seven, eight yards, and that's just not what you can need right now if you're a Lions fan. 425 and running. I know you don't want to do it from here, but it's almost like do you just let them score so you can get the ball back, but not with this much time and not that far away, but still. It's a crazy idea, but we've seen it crazier. Second down, three yards to go from the 33, 32-yard line. Ambrose letting the play clock run down. Hand off to Moody. Moody is going to get hit and be brought down inside the 30 at the 28. Somebody for defiance, one of the offensive linemen, lost their helmet. They'll have to leave, but that's a first down Moody for the Yellow Jackets. 3.50 and running. First down. First down, Defiance. First and ten from the 27-yard line of the mound. Ambrose with Moody off to the left. Play clock down to 13. Now down to nine. Lions showing blitz. Ambrose takes it down inside five. Handoff. Goes to Moody. He's going to be hit behind the line. Drop fumble, fumble on the ball. Fumble on the play. Lions are signaling that they've got it. Let's see as they untackle the scrum down there near the 27-yard line. Big call here. And the Lions got the ball back. Big, big play by the defense. We needed a turnover, and they come away with the fumble recovery. Big, big play. Fumble recovery by the Lions. And coming up with that football is Noah Hammond. On the recovery boy, oh boy, did they need that play, Dave. <laughs> and he took the football all the way to the sideline with him. 3-10 to go in the ball game. Lions down by a point, and here we go. That's what they needed, Chris. Needed that play. Now you get an opportunity. Newton's going to come in at quarterback with three minutes to go. You just got to get in the field goal range. Two tight ends set. Newton is the only man in the backfield. Out of the Wildcat situation, but I think by now you can just call it the quarterback. Newton looking things over. On first and ten, waiting for the official to signal the player ready, and here we go. 3-10 remaining. Newton's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the line, struggles forward, can't get anywhere. It's going to be dropped for a two-yard loss. Defensive line was able to get in and drop him behind the line of scrimmage. Well, they actually know. That's where I wish the Lions would actually bring in a running back to play alongside him because you know when Newton's got it, he's just going to keep it. Now Ayler's going to be a quarterback. Ayler is a quarterback now as Newton has left the field. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ayler, the quarterback, on second and 12, drops back. He's going to throw it. Now he steps up into the pocket, picks up a block. He's going to throw it deep to Austin Brock. He's got the ball at midfield at the 46 of Defiance. What a catch, Austin Brock. Went up and made a play for, as you said, Jake Ayler was then at quarterback. Another Ayler to Brock, something we did not expect to say today. But Austin Brock, one of the best receivers in the conference, comes up with a big play for the Lions right there. Lions with two timeouts left, first down. The officials started the clock. The, pl- the chains weren't even started to move yet. 
First and ten from the 46. Ayler's still at quarterback. Looking over to the sideline. It's one of those plays that you just say, go ahead and call it. Dropping back. Ayler rolls out to the left. Squares up. He's going to get hit. He's going to throw it upfield, and it's out of bounds. Smart play by Ayler right there. He got a heavy pressure right there and was able to get out of the pocket, throw it out of bounds, and live to fight another day. 157. He tried to go to samples, but it was thrown away. Second down, 10 yards to go. You know, I can't believe the the sticks weren't even starting to move, Chris, and the officials put the ball in play and started the clock. And then they don't let you start the play until the sticks are set. Second down, 10. Ball at the 46 of Defiance. Ayler still at quarterback. No check it. It's Newton in now. Newton around the left-hand side. Inside the 45 to the 40. He's going to get hit out of bounds. No flags, but he got hit late out of bounds, and they're going to say he's out of bounds at the 39, so that'll be a gain of about six, and bring up third down, and call it three yards to go at the 39. They need to get to the 36 for a first. Obvious two-down territory here for the mountain. Two downs to get four yards to keep this drive alive, but a minute and 50 to go. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ken Holt wide right. Newton's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to get hit at the line and drop for no gain. It's fourth down. And the Lions are going to have to use a timeout, I would think, here with a minute 38 left to go and discuss this fourth down play. This is the ball game right here, folks. Lions are not using a timeout. Fourth down three. Just inside the 39 of Defiance. Newton, the quarterback. Two tight ends set. Tight ends on the left side. And now the Lions will use a timeout with a minute 14 to go. Boy, they let a lot of time go off the clock before they used the timeout. Yeah, they did, Dave. They're going to call a timeout. And as you said, it's fourth and three, minute and 14 left, and they're going to have to get a first down to keep this game alive. Fourth down, three yards to go. Boy, this one has been just stuff we've never seen before. Yeah. I mean, you had Jake Ayler playing quarterback. You had Joey Newton playing quarterback. Ty Humphrey had to come in the ball game. Freshman play quarterback. Austin Brock held the two catches on the day. Joey Newton, 19 carries for 94 yards. You've got, on the other side of the ball, Moody, who was a defensive back. They put him at running back today. He's got 14 carries for 95 yards. Just a unbelievable scenario that you couldn't even make up if you tried. I think you've got to get inside the 25, Chris, in order to give Farbsing an opportunity here. Ball right now, they're all they're worried about is getting inside the 36. It is fourth down three. Lions have one timeout left, but that really doesn't matter right now. Fourth and three. Newton, the quarterback. Two tight ends set. Here we go. Movement on the line. It's offside against the front. No, they're going to call illegal procedure against the Lions. Where did the Lions move, Chris? I did not see a Lions offensive player move. I definitely thought it was on defiance. Absolutely. They're meeting right now. Snap infraction. Oh, they're calling it on Danny Mave a snap infraction. I know. Holy cow. We've seen everything today. Just a brutal penalty right there on the Lions to move them back. 
Now it is fourth down and eight yards to go. They still need to get to the 36, and the ball is back to the 43. Ayler in at quarterback. Evidently, they have more confidence in him throwing the football. Look at where Defiance's cornerbacks are playing, though, Chris. They're 12 yards, almost 10 yards now, off the Lions' receivers. And now Defiance wants to use a timeout. A minute 14 left to go. Boy, that's one of those calls, Chris, that you're going to go back and look and see just what that was. That was not the third and final timeout by the Lions. Was it? Boy, Tyler Hopperton is out on the field. And he's not happy with the officiating. Chris, we've seen this time and time again. And I don't want to get into a diatribe about the officiating, but as a center... You can pretty much do whatever you want to with the ball to get it set for you to snap it. It's just one of those things. It's just a tough tough penalty right here in this time situation in this ball game. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of plays that you can kind of nitpick on or a lot of moments you can nitpick on to put the lines where they are right now. So Defiance with their biggest play of the year. Lions, you could almost say the same thing for them. Fourth down, eight yards to go. Ayler is in at quarterback. Ken Holt comes out wide to the right. Brock slot left, excuse me, to the slot right. Mariano McKenzie in the backfield. Ayler's going to take the snap. Steps up, throws up field, up the right side. There's a lot of collisions. No call, no pass interference, and the game is going to end that way. Newton got tripped up at about the 25-yard line, and again, the official just stuffed the flag in his pocket. And Tyler Hopperton is not happy at all with the way this game Tyle never say it, but I can tell you right now, just watching him, he was not happy with the way this game was officiated. Yeah, Joey Newton was pulled down on the far side of the field and just a no call on it. And uh, Defiance is going to run a few plays here and wind up winning this ball game. Yep. Lions have one timeout left according to the scoreboard, but according to the official, they used all three. I can only remember two. So it's first and... Victory formation for Defiance. They're going to snap their eight-game losing streak, and the snap is taken, and Ambrose takes a knee down. And now the side judge is blowing the play dead, and the Mount is going to use their timeout. Well, <laughs> the, he said that at the end of the last last timeout. It was our third and final timeout. Ambrose with a kneel down on the last play. A minute five left to go. We'll take a timeout here. Defiance 14, the Mount 13 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, a minute five left to go, and you doubt very seriously if Defiance is going to try to put this ball in any time, any kind of turnover situation. They're just going to take a knee. 
Yeah, I believe Defiance is going to take two knees here, and this will be it for the ball game. And it's going to be a very, very tough loss for the Lions football program. Started out by losing Tyler Prather. Chris, not a play has been run, and now that knee will be taken back now to the 41-yard line. Lions are saying they're jumping up and down on the sideline asking for a fumble. Tyler Tyler Hopperton is, he is screaming at the officials right now. He's out on the field screaming. I think you're right. I think there was a fumble, and he is screaming at the referee. Third down, 12 yards to go. Ambrose watching the play clock. It's down to five. He'll take the snap, drop down to a knee, and that should be it. That should be it. I think you're going to see a lot of plays this week being sent to the Heartland Conference for officiating, understanding, and rules explanations. Rick Thompson screaming at the official. Tyler Hopperton doing the same thing as the clock runs out. Defiance, nonetheless, wins this ball game by a final score of 14 to 13 over the mound. We'll be back to wrap it up after these timeouts. Medical care for your child is important, and your choice in doctors should be well thought out 